Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, like always, go to uh, iTunes or your podcast app. If you're using iTunes or Apple stuff, all that, just uh, give it a, the podcast rating if you could. And uh, follow me on Instagram. That's where I like to post most stuff. And uh, Facebook, big time, obviously. So Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast on Facebook. Instagram is at Average Joe's uh, Podcast, at Average Joe's Podcast on Instagram. And then untapped you can get me at joebob41 same with twitter you can get me at, at joebob41 and yeah that's the social media piece of this whole thing well this episode was pretty awesome finally back into a bottle shop it's been a while since i've sat down with a bottle shop and this one was exceptional david holly of uh, the beer cellar i feel like everybody in the beer area anywhere around the city and suburbs knows this guy he he and i spent a beautiful Sunday morning together at 9 a.m. We rolled into the beer cellar with some breakfast sandwiches and coffee and tea in hand, and we sat down and had a couple of breakfast beers, uh, an afterthought that was just uh, phenomenal. That guy over at Afterthought is just crushing stuff, and that's the only place you can get it is over at uh, David's Place, so make it a point to try that out. But we had a great conversation over two hours just talking about the beer world, the industry, the slashy part of it, the breweries. I mean, just building relationships in this in this industry it, he's super insightful super awesome nice guy he, yeah he, he's he's uh he's doing it right is what i guess i'll say but uh i'll let you listen to what he has to say for yourselves so here's david holly of the beer cellar in glen ellen all right we're live now so my first morning podcast. No, we got nine nine twenty two a.m. in the bustling city of Glen Ellen, Illinois. Um, Everybody's tell, at church, so right. it's, it's still quiet. The fine people of this town are at church. I should be at church. <laughs> uh, we are at church, so we have an afterthought uh, Sasan in front of us. This is church. Um, introduce yourself. Let them let me let them know where we're at and what we're doing. I'm Dave Holly, and we are at the beer cellar in Glen Ellen. Bottle shop and tap room. This place is awesome, by the way. It's my first time in here. I have to full disclosure. Um, I've known about you for a long time, and I finally got out here, uh, connected with you through Facebook, heard some great things about you. I couldn't wait to get in here. And then, like I was telling you before we started, I just met a guy who used to work for you over here. And yeah. I was brewing over at Horse Thief Hollow. Yeah, Matt's brewing some good beer over there. Yeah. He gave me a couple of things uh, that that night. We drank a couple growlers of theirs over at Open Outcry. We recorded a little roundtable. I still haven't posted yet, but... Uh, yeah, they they make really good beer. Every major award they're winning. So yeah, they just it's pretty won, cool. They just won a gold for one of their beers, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think the group over at well, not Nevins, but Midnight Pig. I guess yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing a they're doing some sort of a, a industry event soon. Uh, wow. With like they're trying to get as many of the gold beer gold medal Illinois beers on as they can. They're doing nice. like a small group thing. It sounds like a good time. So yeah, they're try crushing to them to that. <laughs> Shh, just Mar- kidding. Marty's gonna love call. You. Marty's love gonna you call me and be like, why would you tell him that? <laughs> Marty's the best, dude. Th- no, this place is great, man. This Thank is. You. I uh, this is. Uh, it. I mean, how long has it been constituted as such? I know. I know it didn't used to be this space, right? Yeah. So we opened January. Oh, it's either fourth or sixth, two thousand fourteen. At 534 Crescent Boulevard B for basement. B. It was a 600 square foot store. 
We had a line down the block the day we opened. The wind chill that day was negative 45. No way. Yeah. Dude. I was so worried that people, because you know how beer geeks are. They'll, they'll go stay and no, they'll go wait in line and they're going to lose a finger or a toe to hypothermia or frostbite. So, yeah, we were a little worried with how cold it was. But, uh, yeah, man, we hit the ground running from that day. And then November, I think it was 12th, 2016, we opened up at this location. And everybody still has all their digits. and uh, no, nobody, Yeah, nobody, nobody lost a toe or a finger. They got their rare beer. They're still customers. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been a fun four and a half year ride wow. so far. Four and a half years seems like way too long for this industry. <laughs> it's cra- it is it uh it's crazy. I mean, I've only I haven't even hit the five year mark, but uh, yeah, we are considered one of the older shops in the area. <laughs> We've only been in business Doing four and a half years. Hey, it's a young it's a, the slashy industry is not an old industry. I it mean, is. Yeah. Most of us are in our thirties at this point, so it's it's wild though. That now, this, the the previous space though you were talking about with the basement, like when you opened that day, did you like what was kind of the draw other than like this is a new thing? Did you have like all right, first day open, we got to get some crazy rare beer on tap or being so we didn't have any taps. It was strictly bottle shop at okay. the original location, and at that point we were still carrying Goose Island, so we had Prop Thirteen, oh, okay, a couple other variants. Um, at that time, I was pretty much the only one out here carrying only child. So he had a little bit of a draw back then. Yeah, we had. I had just started to build my relationships in previous years. So when we had a liquor license ready to go, we were able to contact the people we needed to contact and have some fun beers available. So what, how, do you, how do you approach that, though? I mean, like you talked about the relationship thing. How do you build that before this space is open? Because I feel like that's got to be a challenge other than just like showing up at places and drinking and just kind of being fun, like that's a, it. a nice person. Like, yeah, that's it. So you just kind of you cultivated just this stuff over the years. Success. Damn, shh. I'm going to have to erase all this. Yeah. I don't want anybody having that, no. that much success. No. But, it's uh, the beer seller's secret recipe. <laughs> So what were you doing the, leading up to this? I mean, what were you Selling doing? Selling insurance? To, no, no, I mean, I, oh, I, I guess we'll definitely get to the backstory of you. But I mean, like, I guess the when you decided this is going to happen, like, how do you start approaching it aside from like all the technical, you know, finding a space and all that? Like, are you like, all right, I need to contact all these people that I've built over the years and be like, hey, if I open a bottle shop, will you send your beer to me? You know, will you dish yeah, it? Like, yeah, some of that. Um, I became a beer geek or I was a beer geek. So I knew what I liked and what was popular and the brands that I really respected. So we um, got to know a lot of those breweries and form relationships with the salespeople and tell them, Hey, we're going to open a bottle shop. So when you're ready or when we're ready, can you make sure that we get on the list and that we can get your beer? So who were some of the ones like when you were first starting this kind of like, yes, they're, they're coming. Pipeworks, because yeah. keep in mind this is almost at, five years at ago. The time, I mean, and so still now they're still they're, they're still, still yeah. Man. But at that time they had a waiting list to be able to carry their beer. But I had been a beer buyer at a previous store, and uh, when I contacted, Je- I knew Jeff from years before, so I already had relationships with them, and they kind of made sure that I was at the front of the line 
when it was starting well, to open. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice little perk to have. Well, I mean, I'm, and, and at that time, I'm sure like three Floyds was the thing. Everybody was like, hey, can you get this? Are you doing We couldn't this? get it right. for the first. We opened in January, and I think I got my first case of three Floyds in like April. That's not bad. I was on, not I was bad. on like a waiting list yeah. for that, too. I would love to know how that, just on their side, like what has to happen? Like to like, do we have to hit a certain? I think somebody number? just has like, to. No, I think somebody just has to check their email and say, "Okay, this ah. guy's good to go." <laughs> like shit, this email was sent in January. <laughs> right, exactly. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops, we'll send this guy some beer. No, and you're in, you talked about the basement thing, like that. Like I've had a lot of people tell me, like I was there when it was just in, literally in the cellar. Like, yeah. So man. how long did that go on? That was three and a half years. Three and a half years. years. Okay. Three and, years, because I signed a three-year lease there. We had zero outside signage. So if you were driving by my store, you never knew it existed because there was no signage on any of the building. Really? So we had um, a chalkboard, like those A-frames over in the corner. And it just said, fresh beer down here, the beer cellar. And that was it, with an arrow pointing down. <laughs> Great business model. Right? Great, but yeah. Nailing it. And, and no parking because we're on the busiest strip in downtown Glen Ellen. So there was never any parking anywhere. So we had no parking, no signage. And people came to your store. And people still came. How did it happen? How, where were they parking? How did they figure out how Man, to get to the they store? They parked like, wherever. Um, no gorilla twirling a sign? Like no, no gorillas. Uh, we tried. Nobody would do it. Damn, damn it. You so take yeah, those we, complicated uh, sign spinning classes. You know, I know. No. We, uh, yeah, we were just very lucky. I mean, and. Like we talked about, we were the first ones in the burbs. So people didn't really have anywhere to shop outside of the big box stores. See, I always worry too. Like, I guess not worry. I guess I think when I think about like the undertaking of making something like this place happen, I always would think like, how do you get people in? Especially, I mean, 2014, 2013, you know, back, back when you were started doing this, I guess there was less, you know, there was way less, less noise on less, social media, less everything. Right. So yeah. I mean, social media is everything. Yeah. It's, it's an unbelievable. So we were able to build. Can't have a nice podcast without it either. I mean, right. I mean, there's exactly. Nothing, there's, I couldn't do any of this with, without, without social media. Exactly. Everybody I've come in contact with, including you has been like through Facebook messenger or, right. you know, whatever means of that. Like I wouldn't be able to find these guys otherwise, or like you said, email, not always, Right. Always getting checked. They have thousands of them to wade through, uh, especially brewers, owners of places like this. So I'm terrible at checking the store's email. Really? Oh, oh God. Yeah. Does it just like get built Even though up? it goes to my phone. Like it's, <laughs> and I see it. It's just, yeah, to sit down and respond. So that's always a daily checklist item to make sure that we're responding to A couple people. of emails a day. A couple yep. of emails a day. We're going to get through it. We'll get through it. Well, it just seems like intimidating. And again, it might have been a different climate. Than, than now because, I mean, my first thought would be, how am I going to get beer that, no, they can't get somewhere else or, you know, but that probably plays back to relationships. So, yeah, and when you get into this industry, well, I'll, I can just speak for myself. I was a beer geek. So when I get a limited or rare beer, I'm like, ooh, great. I'm going to post this on social media. It's going to get all the guys in. They're going to love it. They're going to come in and buy this super rare bottle, but they're also going to bring home two six packs. No, that's not how it goes. So <laughs> I think it was about six months in, I realized I got, I, I got to stop bringing the guys that are chasing all the time. 
I have to make sure to bring awareness to every beer we bring in, not just the cool, rare, limited ones. And that really helped kind of mold our client base and change who's coming in here on a regular basis. Because the guys that get CBS, I want those guys to be buying Founders all day as well. But when you foster that rare kind of customer base, right. they're only coming in for the CBS. So mm-hmm. we kind of switched gears on how we focused our social media early on and made sure that uh, it was guys buying Founders all, all year that are going to get those types of bottles. Yeah, you, you kind of build like that relationship with your clients and with your people that are coming. Client sounds like such a dirty word. It's just you know, <laughs> your people, your people, family. Yeah, your family, straight fam, with Afro Man. man Afro Man. Yeah, yeah, make sure Afro Man's coming in here every once in a while. If anybody's seen your Facebook uh, page, you'll see <laughs> your, your beautiful profile picture. We, we did have Afro Man come visit us a week before Christmas. So the best. He just keeps giving. Yeah. yeah. So there's a brewery down Southern Illinois, St. Louis area. And they make a malt liquor for Afroman called Cold Fro T Five. Yeah, Frody Five. That's it. And uh, he came in and he signed cans for everybody that uh, walked in that day. And he was a lot of fun. He was really sweet to everybody, and uh, he rapped for us, which was fun. Oh, he did. Oh, that's even better. It yeah. well, it well. was. <laughs> I didn't realize what was happening until he's rapping. And then the subject matter of his rap, I was like, well, I can't even pull out my phone right now and record it because he's rapping about DUIs and driving drunk. And I'm like, well, I don't support this. But it was really cool because Afro Man's literally staring me in the face, freestyle rapping, but it's about driving drunk. And we don't support that or encourage Hmm. that in any way, shape or form. So I couldn't even record it to send it out. Oh, right. Just share it with the, with your fam. Share like, it with man, your people. Man, we own a bar. Like there are very few things that are off limits, <laughs> but, but that, that is, is definitely one of them. We in no sh- way, shape, or form support Afro Man's views on um, driving drunk. Oh God, you shouldn't do it. That's, That's hilarious. That's why Uber and Lyft are here. Yeah. Right. It, uh, took an Uber last night. Um, yeah. yeah when you get a bottle of Canuckley in you, then it's time to take an Uber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 13%, I think. 14. 14.5. Yeah. It was up there. Nobody's driving after that. It was, oh, it was a good one, man. It was delightful. Um, what other places are you doing? Mean, you got to be constantly working, right? Uh, we talked a little bit before we started about you have a staff now, so you've got some yeah, people. Yeah, we have eight employees. But that's more to free you up to do To do everything stuff. that I've been ignoring for years. I mean, as you grow this business, you can't continue to be behind the bar all the time you have to thank god knock on wood we haven't needed an hr department really but so that's kind of man showed up afro man showed up without any real issues um he did try to walk out with his goblet full of beer and i was like no 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 let me rinse that and wash that for you so i have washed hand washed afro man's that's goblet pretty cool which is pretty awesome because I didn't want him to get into the car with it. Right. Um, and he would have. <laughs> and he probably would have. But yeah, so building that customer base, being behind the bar for years is great. But now I have to do HR stuff. We have to have all these processes in place. We have to plan events. We have to make sure payroll happens, money's in the bank. All these things that I haven't really been able to focus on, we're finally at the point where we can focus on that. And what you're saying, uh, 
the processes and stuff you, you're saying you have to like is this stuff that just you wanted to do it's just been on a checklist for you is this stuff that's like actually governmental like where you have to do this and have these processes and or is um, it just kind of more like, for well, our peace of mind but with that it means that we're compliant in all areas so that if the government ever you know ilcc comes in we're able to have everything in check i mean you hear about businesses getting fined all the time and I've been able to spend a lot more time making sure that we are crossing every T and dotting every I so that we won't get fined. Yeah. It's it's always a, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because I find it coming up more and more now in the podcast, you know, 44 episodes in uh, now I'm finding more conversation with guys like you and brewers and owners and things like that, that you forget because it's such a cool business, you know, like I quote, say air quotes, like cool, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a hip business and it's still fairly young and booming. It, and it's like, you forget that it's also a business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People tend to forget like there's also other stuff and you say things like HR, people are like what HR? Like, right. You know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic once you have to meet those, you know, cause I work in the business world, you know, I work in like the regular nine to five type world where you processes and things like that are second nature and compliancy and all that stuff. Right. It's always weird to hear it from guys that run a place like this. Cause you walk in and you think, Oh, it's just awesome. You sit down, order a beer, shop for your beer, hang out, talk bullshit with guys at the bar right. and then go home. Like you forget the whole thing in the background. So do you miss just being you and working behind the bar and like small shop? And yeah, it, uh, so it's a fairly new role. Uh, I just hired three new guys in April and they started in May and the goal with having those guys start is that I will only be behind the bar on Thursdays because that's our busiest delivery day and there's a lot of moving parts to that day and I get a lot done inside the shop. But you can see, I mean, we're a tiny shop. I don't have an office here. So those tables over there is where I sit to get work done. <laughs> and if we're open, I'm never going to be able to get anything done sitting there on a computer. Everybody knows you too. So they're going to be exactly. Oh, Hey Dave, how's it going? Mm -hmm. But if 30 different people say that now I've lost 30 minutes of productivity. So I've been able to step away from behind the bar and work more on all of the moving parts behind the business. (laughs) All the boring stuff. You can say it really. It is the terrible stuff. I mean, it's, it's the stuff you need to be able to grow and, function and make sure you're meeting payroll and paying all your bills for those eight people but it's not as fun as getting to sit and listen to the guy's story about his beer trip to san diego right. or whatever <laughs> you know it's uh it's different but there's no shortage of those stories at places like this there are none. it's unbelievable and sometimes you're just like oh please just end it and other times you're like dude more. never even heard of that brewery give me more yeah like, yeah like write that down i want to make sure i research right exactly like i I was telling you about ryan over at saint ryan he told me about afterthought i didn't know anything about afterthought i knew beer cellar existed but i I just had never been out here and those two things came together for me because he's like that's the only place you can get it and i think it's this high level sasan that you're not going to get and everything's in basic wood you know and right what does a beer geek like more than anything in a barrel you know exactly so yeah, he is killing it with this. I mean, he's making, sorry, everybody else, but he is making the best Saisons <laughs> in the state. That's not you shitting on anyone No, else. no, it's there's just amazing Saisons really from a lot of breweries. But um, his thing is blending. Um, 
the brewing process is nothing to him. It's that's that's the easy part. Then it's okay. Well, this one touched a gin barrel. What fruit are we going to add to that? Okay, this one touched uh, fresh oak. So what can we do to that? Like what and, plays uh, nicely? What's what's exactly what's nobody done before? You exactly. Know? So experiment. So that's what his job is. And I actually just lost one of my employees, Danny, to Afterthought. So. He will be brewing for uh, Afterthought now, which is exciting because he still stays in the family because uh, Mike's definitely part of our family. We've Mike and I have known each other five or six years when I was drinking his homebrew. Oh, it's cool. like, dude, this stuff is amazing. And he's like, yeah, I'll get around to opening a brewery one day. And then that one day was last year. We launched him last May and we're the uh, exclusive home of Afterthought. I mean that's that's really cool though. That's something, and and they haven't blown like you know sometimes p- places hit and they just go like you know it's like a rocket. Right. But as people are starting to slowly discover this stuff, it's it's unbelievable how to see the reactions that people have when they drink this beer. And it's really cool to know that somehow whatever it is, just you being Dave, you know, cultivated this relationship. That right. You were the soul, you know, you, and then you, you get to play your part of the relationship by helping him get started, you know, getting in, in people's faces, you know. Absolutely. I mean, we, he doesn't have a tap room, sales staff or whatever, so we kind of function as that for him. All my employees are in love with this beer. They hand sell it. Um, we're kind of building that fan base for him. So it's really cool to see the mutual success of his brewery and our bottle shop with uh, his beer. So yeah. if you have not tried it yet, you need to come to the beer cellar and try it. And there's multiple versions. You know, he's got not yeah, just we, one or two bottles up on your shelves, right? Yeah. He's got a couple of different ones to choose from. Which is funny because if you had come in last year this time, we might have six, seven, eight different types. But because of his popularity, I can't keep stuff in stock anymore. So he's got two, three, maybe four if you catch them on a delivery week. That's still pretty good, though, for... Uh, yeah, it's still awesome. For the yeah. state of beer right now. That's and true. And the hype, and, and, when yes. you, and when you find something, it just goes. I mean, there's just so many people... Wa- if he was brewing uh, chocolate cake stouts, Watch then it. it would probably fly. Well, you wouldn't You wouldn't even be, be able to have it in here. I mean, it would be line up... Line up out, out the door, the door and yeah. Then, and then it's gone, you know, an hour. But this this style, when done well, I think changes a lot of people's brains around. It, yes. It rewires you a little bit instead of, you know, and I'm guilty as all hell of the pastry stout and the barrel aged and then Who the, the, yeah. the IPA, you know, the New England, the double dry hop, whatever you want to call it. Like, I'm just as guilty of all that stuff. I love that stuff. But when I get something like this, I'm like, oh, yes. You know? Yeah. It's just a beautiful beer. Like, I feel like Afterthought should be somewhere where, like, Hot Butcher is right now, you know, mm-hmm. soon. People are going to start latching onto this stuff. And now, like, Alemerica, fucking half the front of your store right now is cases of Alemerica. Yeah, I think I got, like, 30 or 40 cases Crazy. of Crazy. Yeah. I mean, what Hot Butcher has kind of built over the last couple of years, just blowing up. But I guess yeah. I think I, I took a long route to get here, to get to what I, what I was <laughs> trying to get to is... Um, is like do you, when you're doing now that you have this freed up time and you're actually like not, not that it's freed up but you know you get to concentrate on some of that back end stuff. Are you constantly like hunting for for like what's next? Like who do I need to get in here? Like trying this? From yeah, there? Like, yeah. It gives me time to go explore more, try some different beer. Um, yeah, it it really opens up my ability to 
because I'm doing a lot of office work. So I can go to a brewery or go to a bar and do that from a laptop and not be bugged like I would be at my, not bugged because I love talking to my customers, but yeah, rude, rude. Yeah. Just like (laughs) just being able to go sit at a bar and not be interrupted and sit there and do whatever I got to do while trying some beer that I like to go to bars that I know carry different types of beers that I wouldn't have on. So I get to try some stuff I might not get to. Yeah. I just, you know, you're always listening to people. You know, I'm, I'm up constantly, I find myself, like, I have no stake in the game, but I'm always listening to people at places like this. Usually those conversations are happening. I was in one of the lines on, fr- you know, the Friday for Moore's triple release, you know, just listening to thousands of people having conversations like this, like, or pulling out bottles. There's guys from all over the country. And just like, I'm always looking to see all right, what's, what do we not know about right now that in like a year I'm not going to be able to get enough of, you know? Right, exactly. Um, were you at those uh, stout releases? Is that what the, you were in The, the Friday morning one, it was like 7 a.m. <laughs> I got there I got there like 7 thinking. They wrote like a post, you know, don't show up before 7, Sydney ordinance. Yeah. Fucking 10, 10 o'clock the night before the first <laughs> guy lined up. Everybody's sh- getting shit-faced down the line. The cops are like super nice. They're just riding up now, making sure everybody's being just safe. Just making sure like, you're not being an asshole. Yeah. That's the only thing. Don't Th- be an asshole. thousand people in line, and I mean, there's a group in front of me, and they're just cracking whale after whale behind me whale after you know they got yeah they got 2016 ba you know hunapu and and nice. you know pulling out all stuff from like 450 in in uh indiana like, you know, just stuff that i'm not you know not used to getting you know not right. used to seeing but, exactly but that's what you know i'm always keeping my eye out like afterthought was one of those things you know i heard about it got to try it it's like oh this is gonna be this is gonna be something you and know? it's not a whale you can just come buy it you can just walk into the store and buy it thank god i mean i, know. I hope for his sake that it just becomes a whale at some point but yeah but it's me tasty. too because that means i'm selling out of every single drop <laughs> that comes in here so let's let's go back a little bit like what what, what was what was driving you i mean and you, you quickly mentioned insurance stuff i mean where'd you where'd you come from yeah, I was selling insurance and I had just started college. I started college when I was 26. So I guess I'd been in college for a couple of years to be a elementary school teacher. Snap. Yeah. So that was my future. And the beer thing became more and more of a passion. And I was like, you know, I still want to be a teacher, but kind of wanted to do this beer thing. I can always go be a teacher. <laughs> So I told my wife I wanted to drop out and pursue the beer thing. And she said, great, pursue the beer thing, but you're not dropping out. You're going to finish your degree. So I started writing a business plan. I went and worked uh, at a bottle shop or liquor store as their beer buyer to learn uh, over in Lombard, 20 West Wine. 20 West is still around? 20 West Wine? I think so. I heard a rumor that he's for sale, but it's a rumor, so I don't have a clue. So yeah, so I became his beer buyer, learned the industry, felt confident in my ability to run a shop. So then, so I'm still in school at that time. I get laid off from my insurance job. So all of a sudden I have a severance check and some monthly uh, unemployment stuff coming in. Uh So I told my wife, I said, if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. We didn't have a kid at the time. We had money in the bank. She had a really good job, so she could make sure that the household bills are paid. So we jumped on it. Uh, My we actually lived above the old store, 
So oh, there okay. was apartments on the top, retail, uh, a boutique on the street level, and then the basement. Wow. <laughs> so I, the landlord there helped me uh, cover some of the costs of the build out and get going and gave me a very fair three-year lease that would help foster the business. So we did that and I finished school all during this. Congratulations. Thank you. I was basically straight A student to a straight C student, just enough to, to pass each class. Oh, wow. And uh, got to get it done. Yeah. But I told all the teachers, I was like, listen, man, I'm opening a store. I have no interest in this right now, but I got to do it. <laughs> But yeah, I have to fulfill my uh, duty to my wife. Exactly, exactly. I would do this. I promised her I would finish, so I finished. Um, Yeah, so got laid off. Uh, We already had a business plan in place, so we were able to hit the ground running. Uh, I had an amazing, talented group of friends that we would be up till 2, 3 in the morning building out. We didn't have any contractors on that first store. Just trying to figure it out. We did everything. Like, I had three friends build the bar for got us. A saw and some yeah. wood. And I mean, dude, we had one of my best friends is an architect, so he designed the place in his spare time and, and helped good build it. Yeah. Uh, another one of my good friends, he uh, is going to be running, uh, once his dad steps away, he's going to be running a telecom data security camera company. So he was able to facilitate all that. So I just had these amazing friends in place that were able to kind of help us. The architect, get, like the IT guy. Yeah. We, I mean, we really had, we had another buddy that he's, uh, he does a bunch of concrete work. Oh, and Jesus. so we he's learned right how friends. to, yeah, I mean, dude, it, it blew my mind. When you, when you hear that term, it takes a village. Like that is exactly what it was. Now, when we did this one, we went. Like I actually used the architect's firm and did all you know, little all the yeah. all the above okay. board stuff. The yeah. grown up, the grown up, the grown up things. things but yeah. when you're yeah, you know, you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get oh, what there you it can is. get. Pull up by the bootstraps. Bootstraps, get it done. I love that. I mean, it's you, you built something which you know not everybody gets to say that they they did they did right. that. You know, it's a, a nice piece of a legacy at uh, an early age, at least, to be able to like, all right, I did something. Not that yeah. you're not going to want more after, but you know, it's right, a cool, good start. So yeah. before before that, it's it's. I want to go back a little bit when you said, uh, okay, so your beer buyer insurance job, business school. Uh, not yet father, but not yet know, father, <laughs> but full time husband, but full time husband. What, what, what are you, like, how are you doing that? How are you sleeping? You can sleep when you're dead. Okay. I like that. I, uh, it's funny because this is a conversation my wife and I are having daily now. She's like, you're going to get bored having to do all this paperwork and all the official stuff. Like you're not getting your energy out behind the bar. And because I thrive on chaos and being able to talk to people on a daily basis. So sitting there doing computer work is boring, but <laughs> it's also the right thing for the company right now. So I got to do it. But yeah, I, uh, I thrive on chaos. Just madness. Yeah. When we had our, when we moved to this location, we, our Black Friday is our biggest day. We do our neck beard nectar thing, which we can get into in a minute. Um, but we had our busiest Friday of the year. Baby was due on Black Friday. No way. Yeah. That's fucking and crazy. And we had opened two weeks before. We had just opened this location. This space. Oh. So I had 
brand new staff. I just hired, I think we started with six or eight people working here. So I'm like having to manage people for the first time really ever manage a much bigger release with Neckbeard Nectar. My wife is due on Black Friday. Everybody thought I was an asshole because on Black Friday, she's sitting out in the 30 degree weather checking people in. Oh, God. And they're like, wow, you're making your pregnant wife. And she was in heaven because she's yeah. outside in 30 degrees and not inside with a bunch of sweaty neck beards. Yep. So it was the best place for her. Very pregnant and very sweaty yes. all the time. I know I know what you're talking about there. But we, we begged Thelia to uh, wait to come out a couple weeks later. And she came out two weeks after Black Friday. So we were able no to way. get through our busiest time of the year, kind of resettle. And then you're at Christmas. So I was able to take some time off and... Enjoy yeah. the new family, but yeah, man, we, we thrive on chaos in our house. My wife is not that type of person. She likes order. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. The type like, A type. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. But I've... Uh, That's got to help you I've out showed a little her that, bit too, Yes, right? it does. And you probably help her out a little. Yep. I, uh, I'm able to create all the craziness, and then she's able to pick apart like, hey, don't, don't do this this way. Here, here's the best way to do that. Oh, you're right. Okay, I didn't think through that. Sharpens that knife a little bit for yes, you. Yes, exactly. Well, it's good. Exactly. That's, well, I mean, I think that's the only way it works. I mean, as a married man with kids myself, like that, yep. it's the only way it works when you play off each other instead of like on top, you know? Right, <laughs> exactly. Both, like on top of each other. We'd be out of business if I was the one running 100% of all the decisions. Because <laughs> she, she always finds the, oh, you did not dot that i or cross that t and you definitely need to do that you're like why what do you yeah. do that for like uh, i'm here to party we can edit that I'm later party yeah, it's fine <laughs> it'll be fine no one will notice that's right exactly that's me i don't know nobody will notice it's nobody will notice how like, big yes, of a mistake this will. decision was <laughs> <laughs> well they will when there's no open sign on <laughs> so uh t- tell me a little more about black friday then like what's what's the throwdown so, yeah. for ne- next so year we Okay, so we, I, I mentioned earlier that we opened with some Bourbon County variants. So that was 2014. 2015, the amount of like 312 and all that, the shelf stuff that I was required to carry to receive any of the yeah. Bourbon County or the variants, it didn't make sense. 312 is a great beer. It sounds kind of dirty. I mean, is that like, is that, I mean, I know that's how it kind of works no, here it, and there. but there, like, I mean, they weren't asking me to do anything It's not a greasy or, thing. Yeah, it's more like... They're like, know. hey, if you want the cool stuff, then we need you to sell the regular stuff. Mm-hmm. And we love 312, and we, we still love Goose Island, and we drink a lot of their beer. But my shop's not a shop that people are coming in and buying 312. Mm-hmm. That's gas station beer now. Because it's everywhere. I mean, you can exactly. get it everywhere. Exactly. So... We, when we got our allocation in 2015, I was like, dude, it just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So I uh, called Chris, or I guess that was 2014. Yeah, because I got 2013, 2014, and then 2015. I called Chris and I said, hey, man, I know you kind of are that grassroots type guy like me. We like to rage against the machine, protest in our own ways. So. I asked him if he'd do a imperial stout for me, and that year we did coconut, molasses, and cinnamon, I think. Sounds and, sexy. Uh, yeah, so we did a Black Friday event, and I was shocked. We sold through most of it, and it was really successful. And again, I'm in a 600 square foot basement at that point. Um, we had Matt. You mentioned Matt the brewer at uh, 
Horse Thief Hollow, his wife, she came in on their off day and um, we sold a ton of neck beard. And then that night we went uh, to Beer House, RIP. They closed last summer. Love those guys. But um, we went to Beer House and bought like a four-year vertical each of Bourbon County and just had a great night. And yeah, so it wasn't, it's not an anti-goose message. It's a, this doesn't work for us. We love Chris and Transient and we kind of want to do our own thing. He's kind of a big deal, man. Kind of. Chris is kind of a a big deal. Chris is like, I look at, I'll look at like his social media. I'm like, oh, he's in Iceland now. Like, oh, look, he's, yeah. he's all over the place. So great. he sent he's me gonna a be busy, text busy man. when he was over there. That was like a month ago. He was at some festival and they had untapped their ranking the beers that people were trying. And on the top 10, number one was barrel aged neck beard. Number nice. two was another barrel aged neck beard. Number four was Neckbeard, and then like number six was another Neckbeard. Nice. So we had four of the top ten beers at that festival. He's been crushing for a while. Yeah, he, uh, mad genius, just yeah, beautiful mind type thing. <laughs> he uh, he really is a master at brewing. Well, I just I had uh, you know one of my favorite places in the world just because they were kind of the one of the breweries I started to frequent you know more than anything for a long time was Hailstorm and. I had Brandon and uh, and Steve on uh, just really recently, and and I didn't know that you know before Chris opened Transient out there uh, in Bridgman before he opened the the space and that out there he had the cool ship and I didn't know Brandon used that for a couple of their anniversary beers. That third anniversary lambic style is just. absolutely unreal. It went so far under the radar, yep. and oh my god, that beer was perfect. Well, and then he told the story on the podcast that the fourth year anniversary is that beer still, but it was the the rest of it that didn't go into the cool ship because, you know, he, he brews 15, the cool ship only held 10, whatever it was right. that Chris brings it on a trailer. You know, he just got the cool ship. He doesn't have space. He brings it out to, you know, Tinley Park, lets them do do their thing on it. And then the, Brandon said the rest of that beer sat sat you know somewhere in the facility for two years and then they didn't have an anniversary beer like a week before the anniversary party that just (laughs) happened you know a couple weeks ago yeah yeah. and last month whatever it was and and he's like i tried it because he said we tried it the year before and we were kind of like it's not good and they try he tried it and then boom and then bam ready to go fourth year anniversary you know fooded fooded up we actually brewed our first batch of uh neck beard at hailstorm did you oh, uh-huh. that's good people over there I that's what love that banned group. me from using coconut again what? wait what oh man one of the poor guys the bag that it was in broke so it's just clumpy chunks of coconut so it's like flaked untoasted at this point or is toasted. it, like, it's it was toasted. toasted yeah like? we had toasted it um and then the cinnamon sticks like you're putting like dog bone type cinnamon sticks in there and it just clogged i mean it's like a three inch diameter hole that all this comes out of at the bottom of the fermenter right so one of the poor hailstorm guys i mean it was probably four to six hours that he was under that mm-hmm. thing with a stick getting it i mean he's That's just amazing. covered in cinnamon and coke he smelled amazing i was gonna say he probably got some he got some love that he night. did yeah. yes absolutely yeah people so were snuggling him there like, chris told me that i can't use those ingredients you're again. done you're done <laughs> I'm definitely pushing for coconut again. You ban- oh, dude, coconut is so good. We just won't let the bag rip this time. That's probably the best way to do it. Is yeah, not let double the- bag it. Why not double bag it? <laughs> Whatever. You, hey, well, you know, 
I told him. I at, won't go there. I told him at uh, Buckley Day. I was like, you know, we're going to use coconut again this year. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's going to be the magic ingredient. So, so neckbeard uh, nectar was was originally created specifically for for your day, or was that yeah. something that Chris was already doing, and then you no, guys no, just no, took it, it on specifically okay. for our Black Friday? It goes everywhere now, though, right? Like you can buy it at other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when so it comes around. that's that's really cool. Batch huh? one, I think we sent. Well, yeah, batch one. I don't think any of the other bottle shops existed. So we right. sent Chris over at Beer Temple some of the regular. We didn't have barrel aged first year. Right. We only had regular. Need time. Need time. Yeah, we need time. <laughs> so uh, then the next year or two, I think we kept it all in house. And then this year we sent a few bottles out to various stores. I think I, I, think I saw it at like Open Bottle. Or I think something. Open Bottle and I know Fishman's got some and i think beer temple got some as well okay so. oh, that's that's really interesting i didn't i never knew that about about neckbeard because i'd seen it in the last couple of years but I yeah. mean, transient still somewhat new to me um okay. you know I, i'm just in the last couple of years just knowing seeing that open bottle was getting them i see right. you guys have them on the shelves now i think iron glass finally started getting a little bit from them kegs and stuff too right but uh, what he's been doing has been remarkable, and that's cool that you guys have that relationship. Uh, again, afterthought, like you seem to be connected to all these really great, you know, right. innovators, and, and you know, it probably speaks a lot to your relationships that you've been building over years and years, and your game plan that you said that's the secret to success earlier, you know. Yeah, and knowing like knowing who's going to be really good at their craft and who's not, and trying to hang out with the guys that are really good at what they do because they inspire me to be really good at what I do. Yeah. Now, uh, we talked about, and, and yes, we definitely want to make it a point that this was not a anti-goose thing, you know. No, we love goose. So, I drink. So I had a Bourbon st- County Friday night. Do you still get them? No. Then? So, so we, that was the thing. You cut it completely. Like So, this. yeah, they kind of, we, I don't want to say banned them from the shop because that sounds angry and. Yeah misdirected but no we decided to stop carrying them at our store in january 2015 okay and uh then a little bit further that year i decided to cut ties with anybody in the ab and bev portfolio oh so you went full so we went full on yeah like who who else does that include besides goose Um, or some of the ones that you were breckenridge so you these are ones you were so we stopped carrying breckenridge Elysian, we never carried because they came to the market after 2015. So we just said no. We had already made that. Yeah. We had already made mm-hmm. that edict. So, yeah. So, yeah, we don't carry a, any AB and Bev products. So, has, uh, have other people adopted that as well? I mean, that you know of? Or? Not in the Chicago market. Right. That's what I meant, specifically in this market, I guess. Uh, it's, there it's are interesting. I wouldn't even have thought. I would, yeah. have not, I would have not noticed because I'm never looking for that stuff specifically exactly. on the shelf unless it's, you know, Black Friday and I'm out to get some prop or something. You know, right. Exactly. That, then I'm looking. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, you can get you can go to Jewel and get all the, uh, you know, Dude, all we, the juice you want. I right? got my Bourbon County this year at Costco. Yeah, it's For wild. $8.69 a bottle. What? I mean... Like it's Crazy. it's artificial rarity, so oh. I, I yeah I just I don't like that. So that's the other thing with our Black Friday event. I hate lines. You mentioned you waited in line at more. You're not going to find me in that line. No, unless unless my buddies are really convincing. I don't like waiting in lines. Now, if you can bottle share in the line, 
and that's I view what it that was. more of a fun activity. But I also didn't know that going in. I didn't know. So it was you walked in be, with no, yeah. I walked in with a chair, you know, right? And and I'm, I don't do many lines, but I just happen to have that day off on that Friday, so I did. Might it. as well. That like, beer oh, was absolutely. I do amazing. a podcast. I'm like, I can talk to all these people. Right. And maybe I meet a couple of people that right. know a couple of people, and yeah, so. Bring a portable mic it and was, interview I, fans. I almost did, and then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be that guy. People are having too much fun. I didn't want to. You don't want to be that guy. I didn't guy. want to interrupt people while they I mean, people were just having the best time. Of it. I mean, I had so many people say, this is the best bottle share I've ever been to. It's a, right. it's a line, you know? I had some, like, arc light Sour that I would never have, you know, been able to try. That Sour so series or, is awesome. It was unbelievable. It was like a blackberry something or other. Oh, or yeah. A raspberry. I can't remember, but it's like yeah. jam. Jam so in that, your mouth. When you do those, those are fun, but... I hate lines, so I never want my customers to wait in lines. So we do a pre-order on Neckbeard. That way people don't have to wait in line. They can come pick it up at their leisure. They have like a week to pick it up. And that way that day is focused on let's just drink and party and have a blast. Let's not sit and wait in lines and figure out the best way to razzle the beer we just waited six hours in line for. Yeah. I mean, if you want to wrestle the beer you buy from me, I don't care. It, that's your prerogative. That's a whole other world. But let's not wait and let's not wait in lines to do that. Let's just have fun and drink beer together. Yeah, so. that, that that whole thing blows me away. The the not just the trading stuff, the beer mail, the trading, the oh, yeah. selling, the aftermarket stuff. It's just it's something that I rarely participate in, and I have I've I have made like small trades with people that I mm-hmm. know, you know, but. It's yeah, it's shocking to me. I could do a whole. I need to do like a whole episode on. You could on do just that. a like, whole series right. on that. People are nuts. That's why. That's why I get. That's what I've drawn. Here's what I figured out: people have more money than sense. Yeah, and it, my buddy Mike uh, Maxwell, he always says, you know, in, when it comes to craft beer, there are no jobs. There are people, no matter <laughs> what time a release is at, and what day, and what logistics it takes, they will find a way to be there. Exactly. Regardless. Exactly. You know? It means well, if you when I wear two kids and baby Bjorns on you, whatever. I've seen so many. Oh yeah, so many crazy things. There was that guy that like left his kid in the car at a microphone release, oh, and then God. I I had a buddy that brought his kids to the more release. So yeah, I mean, you're right. If 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 the beer, if you want that bad enough, you're gonna figure out a way to get off work. If you're stuck with the kids, you're gonna bring the kids. We are That's a dedicated what iPads bunch. Are for. <laughs> we are a dedicated bunch. Well, Absolutely. You, you, how how deep are you in now to fatherhood? Is this just eighteen you said months? Eighteen months. Okay. Yeah. So, so just she, one right now. Just one right now. Yeah. What's her name? Was Thelia, so and we call name. her Tilly for short. Till, oh, what a great name! Yeah. That's awesome. When's that beer coming out? When's Tilly? When's Tilly coming out? <laughs> we need I don't do some know. I've thought work. about that. Yeah, I thought about when when I'll name a beer for. Her. Ironically, it would be a good name for like a goose sour sister, like. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that was you and I are the same page. That Sophia, was exactly what I was thinking. Matilda, Tilly. like this, this beautiful uh, age saison or sour or wild ale. And I think you need to call your boy at Afterthought. He's probably the one that we would. <laughs> if we did a collab, we'll call it Thelia or something. Uh-huh. So, have you guys done many collabs? You know, I know it's a weird word sometimes yeah. in the beer world, but so I, I had homebrew equipment. I homebrewed for a little bit. I hate it. I don't like brewing. <laughs> like the I, cleaning or like the cleaning. Whatever. God, just it's the just worst. Takes so much. Like yeah. if I could just brew and think about recipes and figure that out, that's fun. But the actual like act of it is awful. I hate it. Yeah. Um, I'm fat and lazy. I don't <laughs> like to 
carry heavy things up ladders and dump them in. I have a hard time believing that you're lazy. That's for sure. Not lazy, but I, I, <laughs> I get it. When you look at my stature, you're like, oh, that guy doesn't like a lot of physical work. <laughs> so that's it. I'm, I'm not a fan of physical work. You seem like a hustler to me. And, uh, and breweries are very hot and I'm a big boy and I like the AC. I see. So yeah, you don't want to uh, be sweating all day. Yeah. Right? I don't want to do that. I remember 2012 being, at Ballast Points, one of their little tasting, the OG tasting room, and they were brewing a beer, and I asked if I could step in and just watch some of the process. And it was like 110 degrees in there, and I lasted like 30 seconds. I'm like, thanks for the view, guys. Have a good day. I immediately regret this decision, and I'm out of here. But Uh, as someone who sells everybody's really hard work, I think it's important for every bar owner, bottle shop owner, whatever, to go brew beer with somebody like Chris, he puts me to work, man. I'm the one lifting Good. those 50 pound grain sacks. It's a lot of grain. I'm guessing goes into oh my the nectar. God, it's so much. Yeah. So it really like I'm sore for days after that. And it really helps me appreciate everything he does daily once a year. <laughs> so I don't have to do it every day. Right. Yeah. Once a year. So yeah. From so we, so we collabed with him. We did a neck beard nectar this will be our 15, 16, fourth batch of that this year. Um, we did double dry hop lexical gap with Pollyanna. Just had them on recently. We love lexical gap here. We think it's one of the best IPAs in Chicago. And everybody's kind of doing the hazy thing. And we kind of wanted to do a double dry hop, but more focused on a West Coast with some nice bitterness. So we met with them, came up with a recipe. I went and brewed that with them, and that was a lot of fun. And that beer turned out absolutely amazing. Uh, and then I is that ju- still around? Or is no, that, it's gone. I was going to say it's got to be. I think we'll probably do it again. Yeah, um, I we, did. Just we, we actually talked about it when, when I was there. When oh, I, yeah, uh, we that talked tr- about yeah. that that specific beer, and uh, I really liked uh, his kind of thought process on it. Just like you, it's exactly what you said. Like, and we, it sparked that whole conversation about taking this thing that's happening now with the new England and double dry hopped and giving it that twist from the, you know, the other coast and kind of, Oh yeah. IBUs. And Re- remember and what bitterness remember tastes bitter, like. Remember right? what IPAs used to taste S- like. Stuff's cool. I mean, it's cool to play around with that. And Lexical's, you know, Lexical's kind of a standard flagship for them almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that cool amazing. To tweak it. Yeah. And then uh, you and I were talking before we went on, we were talking about Fishman's and I just saw yesterday that they, I don't know if it's the same recipe we did with them, but they're doing like a double dry hop, double mango version. So I'll have to make sure Gus sends me some of those cans. Yeah, right. Maybe I'll go down for the release. (laughs) Maybe I'll go down to his shop for the release. uh, We were talking about original bottle shops and I was down. Oh, and this ties into the third collaboration we've done. I was down brewing uh, an American Wild Ale with Lake Effect, and Gus's shop, new shop, is like three blocks from there. So I walked over to see him for a few minutes, and he showed me their new bar. Dude, man, I think I run a cool bar, but his new place is just amazing. It's huge. Really? His kitchen is bigger than my original store. The kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it just, that dude's gone through some tough times. He, his uncle kicked him out of the original spot. 
so they've been waiting in the wind and trying to get this new place open and i think they're really close and it is going to take the city by storm it is absolutely beautiful yeah Where's the location at? It's over. I don't know the city. I'm a suburban Dude, I'm, boy I'm the worst. through and through. I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm terrible. And it's, I, uh, now I've been forced to go out there so much for the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm the worst out there, man. It's near Lake Effect. I know there that. You go. I'll, I'll Google Lake Effect. And it'll Northwest. Take right there. I don't know. I'm going to give everybody the wrong place. <laughs> I don't have a clue where it is. They'll track it down. In Chicago. In the Google machine. They'll find <laughs> yeah, it in exactly. the Google machine. Use the Google machine. So, uh, Neckbeard is uh, that's something I, I kind of even want to go a little further in because I guess I guess I'd, I'd say it because I didn't realize it was a day you know I thought it was a beer they brewed I didn't realize you guys were involved in it like I, I, yeah that's 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 just fascinating to me I'm guessing more people are probably more educated than I am and know about it and I'm sure it's a popular day so I don't want you to take it like what you know no, that's like, fine yeah you know, I'm a dummy well, I just really didn't know. it wasn't really a d- it didn't really turn into a day until we moved to this location. And really this year was the first year that, uh, the village allowed us to shut our parking lot down. Oh, that's cool. So we had our normal eight drafts in here and then we had eight or 12 drafts outside with jockey boxes. And we had Ben from sketchbook come out and help pour. And I've a couple ben other everywhere. guys. Ben's Dude, a nice guy. Ben, Sorry, everybody else, but Ben is probably the best guy in the industry. He just, really is. Like he's like a rep, right? I mean, yeah, yeah he's, he's just a rep. Really but man, he's he awesome is dude. the like, wonderful advocate for craft beer. Yeah, that's the way I, I felt for my ten minutes. You know, that he I, came and did a tasting once, and I wasn't here when he did it, and I hadn't met him at the time. So I asked my staff, I was like, "Hey, how'd that go?" They're like, dude, do you know that guy? I was like, "No, why? No, no, what happened?" They're like he was the sweetest guy we've ever met. <laughs> Like every customer bought something from him because he's absolutely amazing. Yeah, dude, was like, he was Whoa. dope. I saw, I saw him at like a beer expo at a local liquor store in Joliet. And, uh-huh. uh, and I mean, there was 20 other reps there. I was talking to guys from Lagunitas and Rev and all that, but he was just the nicest fucking guy. He like, really right? is just the sweetest man. I, I took, I took some video at that thing and, and put together a little thing and like he's in the video. And you just see him smiling everywhere. <laughs> he's just right. having the best time pouring, pouring insufficient clearance for everybody. You know, nice. all that. This has been crushes on Ben. Right. This is well, there might be the beer a, There may be sequels. There may be. There sequels. might be. I bet there's going to be a lot of sequels. We may have to start our own podcast now just to talk about Ben he's and how good. amazing he is. Is that good? Yeah. So he came out and poured, and it's tough. I mean, it's Black Friday. Like that's a day that a lot of people are with family and or hunting beer down or hunting beer down. <laughs> and I asked my staff, and we had volunteers that uh, normal regulars at the shop that come and help pour because. We have a pretty sizable staff for this type of shop. Jockey boxes. We had jockey boxes out there. So, yeah, we turned it into a day, and we had over a 1,000 people come in and out that day. Wow. Um, Dude, we lucked out. We, uh, to get tents in the parking lot, the village had, like, all these crazy requirements. We're like, "Eh, let's just take a risk and not do the tents. And it was like 63 degrees and perfect Dude, on Black awesome. Friday. It was awesome. It so did. this year we are definitely going to go through all the hassle and get tents because we know it's going to be 30 and snowing. Oh, there's no way you're getting that again. Yeah, never, no never again. Our first neck beer day was perfect. And I remember sweating. Uh, I think we drove to Open Bottle after we did like the morning at our local liquor store at 7 a.m. got like prop 
Northwoods, you know, reserve, Perfect. all that stuff. We went to Menards and bought paint at 6 a.m. <laughs> we, we wanted to paint the kitchen. So she's like, hey, let's go get some Dutch Boy. It's cheap That's as hell awesome. today. So the liquor store is right down the street. And I'm like, they got it open at 7. Like, Because usually I'd go to Benny's or something and wait right. in line at 9 or whatever. I walked in 11th person in line right at 7 a.m. Didn't have to like do a long line got i got reserve i, I didn't get prop but i got they were like the first 12 people got prop and then i was like you know 13th basically of course uh, but which is fine i got i got prop eventually and it was delightful and you're gonna have it on draft that's the thing is everybody keeps waiting in all these lines for all these bourbon counties it's like guys every bar that does one goose event gets kegs of these things yeah. it's everywhere I'll tell you. I'll tell you my this year's prop. You know, because this year's prop was an animal. Like people really, you know, the aftermarket, all that stuff. It was Ugh. huge, and I loved it. I thought it was delicious. I hated you know? it. Really? Oh, yeah. it's just like what was the, what was your like problem with it? Just the the banana fosters thing. thing? Actually, or? I I just had it again recently and loved it. Oh wow! But initially, I was just like, I don't know. It just <laughs> didn't do it for me. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought the reserve. I love. I haven't opened mine yet. It's still sitting there. Uh, I haven't opened it. I, I'm just waiting. I don't know. I don't know what I'm waiting for. But eventually. it's not getting any better. No, that's what I figured. But I should probably open it because they pasteurize everything now. So <sighs> back in the day splash. when you had, like, I still have a bunch of 2012 and 2013, and those change over time and are amazing. But now that it's pasteurized, it's just going to fade. Yeah, and that's it. So and like the, the the adjunct, whatever yeah, it is. So just yeah. drink it fresh. We had that conversation last night actually about a lot of other places too, and coffee versus you know like all the different stuff that falls off. Yep. But uh, but you were just, you made a great point about the bars and anybody that carries them will get stuff like that. There's Absolutely. A, there's a small little bar that does a little. You know they do pretty good with craft beer out in Shanahan called Doc Rots. Um, there's very little known place. It's not a huge booming area. For well, Shanahan, yeah, that's a tiny not, town. Right. And it's not an area for this. And, you know, like a month after, you know, Black Friday, I think they got they got a, a six barrel of it. My buddy Brett delivered. He does uh, rep stuff for, for Goose. And okay. it's like, hey, Doc Rots is getting this barrel. It's a 17 prop. And I hadn't had it yet. <laughs> so, I'm you know, noon, me and my buddy, we go up there. They're selling 16-ounce pints for $11. See, see that, yeah, bucks. that is absolutely insane. And that's irresponsible. But that's what you, that's why when people are like, oh, it's so rare, I got to go wait in line. Doc Rots in Shanahan is getting this beer, guys. Crazy. And they're serving it by the pint and because they don't even know how to handle that beer. And again, not a sh- not shitting on Goose or anything. Like, no, 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 just, no. But, just, but like, it's you know, like, let's come on. Why are we all waiting in line for a beer that there are millions of gallons of this and it's it is everywhere. delicious it's just and it's not awesome yeah. but yeah you don't need to yeah like take a whole saturday you know no yeah you don't need to get up and now if you're out buying dutch boy paint right and the liquor store is on the way home boom stop by get your bottles and go like if i would have drove by and like kind of gave the look out the window and saw you know wrapped around no parking right we're probably just gonna be like all right we'll go to binny's later maybe and see you know we'll get whatever's left of the black label regular old bourbon county you know right. but I had an opportunity to walk right in, uh, but but no, it, it speaks to the point of like people are getting it, and then also the other point of that is is uh, to try to like collect all these bottles of it. Usually, when you try it on draft, you're like, okay, I had it now. 
Yeah, like, that's what I do. You're not always like, I have to have more now, which, right. you know, don't get me wrong. I'd love another bottle of prop if I, if I had the chance to get it, you know. But like one bottle, you know. <laughs> yeah, gonna, one is fine. I need to get seven to 12 or, you know, yeah. and stockpile it and then, you know, flip it on the, on the aftermarket, all that stuff. Well, that's when it becomes worth it. Well, if, if you're the guy that wants to go get 12 bottles so you can flip it and... Trying to figure out how much you're making per hour by standing in line. See, yeah. <laughs> I've done that in. analysis. I'm like, there, nope, there is no way that we're going to make my hourly what rate. What is my time worth? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's why I kept figuring to myself at more. I'm like standing at more and I'm like, well, I've been here for three hours. Uh, if I break that down, I paid 25 bucks for a 16-ounce bottle of beer. And then let's say I sell it for 250 bucks okay that might be maybe might be something but are you gonna get 250 bucks for it like are you gonna like i don't know you know i mean i I don't and then you you gotta go through the hassle of dealing with all that and then the other thing is it's really good beer so why don't you just drink it dude that beer (laughs) yeah i had a one of my buddies brought a bottle to dark lord and we had it just the regular this year this year's regular dark lord no i meant the 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 whatever you waited in line for yeah yeah, yeah. so he brought that and Actually, Pat and I had an open bottle. He, we were hanging out together at that moment. So him and I got to try it, and it was awesome. Yeah, they did, he does a great job. Sean was on the podcast, too, and Sean, he's another one of those guys to me, like Chris and, like, you know, like mm-hmm. Mike Palin or, you know, a lot of these. They're all very different from each other, but they all have kind of hit these these pockets of, of greatness. Of know, great that, success, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's not it's not the same success. It's you know it might be in the same types of beers and stuff, but it's it's crazy to see all the stuff that's coming through. I mean, as a bottle shop owner, are you actively like, all right, I got to try to get some of these pastry stouts in here. I got to try to get a lot of New Englands in. I mean, not saying just like yeah. whatever's out there, but like some high quality. Like you're trying. Yeah, to yeah. I mean, there's definitely breweries that are better at these types of beers, and you just name them and. Anytime I can get a keg of smells like bean spirit or one of yeah. Mike's many uh, awesome pastry stouts, we try to bring them on. They don't uh, they don't move as fast for us on draft because a lot of people want five ounces of it. Yeah, yeah. Rather than a nine or a sixteen, it's filling. Yeah, <laughs> it's filling, and yeah. So you have to sell that beer to a lot more people. Um. But like the hazy IPAs, I mean, dude, we just uh, we just put on a half barrel of Maplewood's Doctor Juicenstein. Is there any way I could try that? Yeah, I keep absolutely. seeing it on social yeah, media, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I'm never gonna get out to. I the haven't lounge. tried it yet either. I'm never gonna get out to the lounge to drink. We it. got like one of the few kegs, but those guys were top notch human beings. I oh, they're them. the best. I love them. And Lonzo, I think Lonzo does a lot of their sales stuff. I think he, and, yeah, uh, he's no longer my sales rep. We now have uh, Brittany. I don't know. She's formerly of uh, Beer Temple, I think. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, she's awesome. So she reached out, made sure we got a keg of that. Son of Juice is actually our number one selling IPA. That is, it's one of those ones that I, when I had it the first time, like I was buying it on the regular, you know, and I got a keg of it. I got a six barrel. I think, uh, shit, who did I, I don't remember who I got it through, but uh, I got a six barrel of it and I was, couldn't be happier. Yeah. It was, we, uh, we fly through that when we get it. And now, I mean, there's so much other stuff now. So I, I, I guess I don't find myself drinking Son of Juice as much, but I still love all that their series of the Juice Pants stuff and you know all the one-offs they're doing. Yeah, Maplewood's great. They're, they're a great uh, brewery, and they're still like they still play around, and they're like the most fun people on the planet. So yeah, <laughs> Those are the kind and of the lounge I want to make my all, beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the lounge is badass. So. They uh, they've really 
really figured it out. We love those guys. That like I said, we sell a ton of their beer. That's cool. I haven't. I would have not guessed Son of Juice to be your number one selling yeah. IPA. I think. Well, it was for 2017. But 2018. Still, huh? We haven't been able to get as much as we'd like there because now everybody's hip to it. It hit pockets, man. I heard. So, I saw people in groups groups on Facebook like I could never find this stuff. We when used I to order like, five cases at a time. Five cases a week is what we were doing. Yeah. And it was easy because I'd order that on a Thursday. It'd show up on a Friday. Five cases, boom, no problem. Now it's, hey, we haven't had Sunday juice for a month. So now I'll bring in 10 or... Yeah, and then they're like, well, we can get you like three or four cases. I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We need 15, 20 to last (laughs) us till the next drop. True. So it's like like fighting every, every time, which is awesome for them because that means they're selling a ton of beer. But uh, it, it makes stocking done, it. Rough. They've done that for years now. They've been canning beer for years now, and just that lounge is brand new. I mean, brand new. Yeah. <laughs> to think what they've been able to do all over the last, you know, I don't know, two, three, two, four three years. years yeah. Because I remember Adam came down. He came down at the old store. C Slack or Smith? Smith. I'm just trying to picture it. Big yeah. tall. Uh, they, he had to duck. Smith. He yeah. had to duck to get down. <laughs> I was gonna say that's probably. Um, and I, I'll never forget that day because there's some old guy that had just walked in. You could tell you could tell when a guy is going to come in and just wants to talk to you but doesn't want to buy anything. And that's how this guy was. And I had never met Adam. So I was like, dude, you're interrupting a sales call. Like, this is really annoying. And that guy pr- proceeded to spend the next hour giving us this amazing history of the area and all these old historical Chicago breweries and how he was involved. And I don't remember a lot of the details, but I remember when he left Adam, we're like, Whoa, that was amazing. Like we were like, I was ready to rush that guy out the door. Come on. Yeah. But he, that's yeah. He was uh, a lot of fun. So yeah, we carried them when they were only in bombers. And, uh, I can't even imagine not, not seeing, you know, cans of charlatan and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And charlatan flies. Let me go pour you that. Dr. Juice and stuff. Oh, now he's making me filibuster on, on nonsense. Yeah, the the neckbeard thing though. It's uh, the neckbeard nectar thing. It's just I don't know. I feel bad. I feel like a bad uh, beer guy now because I just don't. I didn't have any experience with it being like a part of a, a festival like atmosphere. Um, so I'll, I'll give you the play by play right now. Again, it's still like nine something in the morning right now, and. Uh, my guy Dave over here is, is behind the bar pouring some uh, the Dr. Juicenstein, which I believe, am I right in saying that they, all, they did everything with uh, powder, right? It's all like powdered hop, I think. I have zero information. Oh, okay. Well, I do. So <laughs> I think they did three, three different hops, and it was all um, like it's powder. Uh, it's like citra, mosaic, and maybe like, I, I don't remember what the third one was, but... I believe it's all powder use, and I think that's why they called it like uh, Juice and Stein, like a kind of a science experiment type feel to it. But to, I'm interested to see if that uh, has any effect on, on the you know flavoring. I always have that question for brewers about even like cryo hops. You know, when they say cryo hops, and then the, usually the common story with the cryo is always like basically you're, you're getting double, you know, out of less. You know, you're getting right twice the the bang. But then I'm thinking to myself. But it's also twice the price, so what's the point? But then I guess the yield helps because it's not absorbing so much. Exactly. Okay. The yield is everything because they're not losing everything with pellets or whole leaf. Wow. 
These guys know how to make beer. They really sure. do. Now, what are... I, I hate that I keep coming back to this, but what other That's stuff awesome. is going on in, uh, the, like, let's say for this example this year in the parking lot when you're doing that, your neck beard, nectar stuff? Like, so... It's just beer. It's real basic. Out. Yeah. It's just, uh, we probably had 12 tables out set out and then we had the jockey boxes. So people, people could either order a beer in here and bring it outside or vice versa. And then, um, we were able to fulfill all the orders. So part of the parking lot was reserved for people to just come in and pick oh, okay. up their pre-ordered bottles and whatnot. And, um, and then we had, we have a local restaurant here called Rue, which is doing uh, New Orleans-style food. That's an amazing name for a restaurant. That's really good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So they're killing... I mean, dude, their food's absolutely amazing. If you ever get out here for dinner... It's Rue, like R-U-E? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. That, that's really that's yeah. a good name. That's the same way I felt like when you when you said your daughter's name. I was like, that's a really good fucking yeah. name. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, and and to be like New Orleans style, like right? That, that, and that's pretty cool, dude. Those places are like there's nobody out here doing that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because that Heaven on Seven or whatever Seven on Heaven, they closed the Naperville restaurant, and then there was another place in one of the towns that closed. So yeah, but their name's better. It. So they're yeah, and their branding is awesome. Yeah. They just got a little crescent moon over it, and because uh, we're on Crescent Boulevard, so. Damn Perfect. It. I'm glad yeah. you actually said that because I'm like, okay, what, what is this? Yeah, you're like, why does that matter? But yeah, yeah. Um, so they were here in the morning making beignets for people. Shut up. Which was amazing. awesome. So Lenny had the uh, beignet maker out here doing that. And then uh, we had a food truck out for the afternoon. And then at night, he brought back jambalaya and was serving out jambalaya. Come on. Because it was starting to get cold now that Hell the sun yeah, was dude. down. <laughs> people are, yeah. So people were chowing up. down on that jumble ass. So, yeah. So we're, uh, we don't want to make it a huge, big, crazy thing. But the first year that we had Neckbeard Day in here, you realized that it was way too packed and sweaty. You, you had to open it up outside a little. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you're sensitive to sweatiness, so you're like, Exactly. You're like, I'm sweating is, now because I have me. the AC off me. right now. I know you're being kind to try to, like, keep the audio it quality sounds like up. A, yeah, it sounds like a jet engine. Dude, I've done this in so many places that have just... Oh, yeah, I mean, you're doing it at breweries where there's... Yeah, and, right. And there's days where I'm lucky and, they, you know, they didn't brew that. Whatever it is, everything's right. shut down. There's, and then there's days where it's just compressors and things. That right, exactly. Shooting yeah. off noises. Our, uh, our HVAC system, so this building was one unit. It was a restaurant okay. back in the 50s, 60s. And Whoa. so they walled off three individual units, but our HVAC system still for the entire building. So that's why it sounds like a jet wow. engine because it's, it's, it's working. Yeah. It's working. One of our customers is a HVAC tech, and he, uh, he always installs the air filters and whatnot for us. And he's like, dude, that piece of machinery up there is very big for what you have going on <laughs> so okay here i've been looking over my sh- your shoulder kind of at these polaroid type pictures like what is that <laughs> so one of our uh beer tenders jeff his girlfriend got him one of those polaroid cameras for christmas or valentine's day one of those sweet so he took pictures of him in some of the regulars because people think it might be like the wall of shame, like people that have bounce, shoplifted. Bounce checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, they're all very sweet photos of regulars. and 
I was thinking maybe something along those lines, but the, the reason I asked is to, you know, just good radio, providing myself a good segue. Like, do you exactly. have, like, those customers? Like those, do you just have those ones that you just, like, I couldn't imagine the shop without these, like, ten people. Absolutely. Do you guys have a ranking system in place? You should. Yes. No. Absolutely. Un- untapped well, for customers? You should do that. When I mentioned the guy that does our replacing of the air filters, he uh, he's just one of those guys that when he's in here and... There's, I actually, he has a full title here. He's called the director of Funovation. Oh, God, I love it. Um, because we, he likes to buy every new beer that comes out. Okay. So I think it started, yeah, it started in 2015 or 16 when Bells releases all their stouts in September. And they're like $12.99 to $18.99 a six-pack. And he wanted he wanted to try them all, but he didn't want to spend. I think it was going to be like ninety six dollars if he bought all six six packs. Right. She's like, "Hey man, would you consider breaking them up and making a mix six, and then you could sell those, label them that way?" I said, "Yeah, why not? For you, you're a great customer. Why not?" So uh, he's always kind of coming up with some fun little ways to do things around. But he's a guy that like if we're in a pinch. And somebody's got to run out for a second. He'll watch the shop. Or if we're really busy with a delivery, he'll help put product away. Wow. Like Just like a really good dude that's always always has the shop's best interests at heart. Like so, customer stories. So, that's Chad, you're number one in our hearts. Chad, he knows one. that. He knows we love Chad him. Chad and Ben. Those are our guys. Those are our guys. <laughs> are our guys. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what else, what else do you see coming in the shop? Because, I mean, the, the whole premise, this podcast started in a bottle shop for me. And that was where the idea sparked. That was in, like, November uh, 2017 here, like, just last year. I was sitting at Ironing Glass talking to Eric on, like, a lazy, you know, Friday at noon where I was working from home, you know, right. uh, with my laptop. And, and I'm talking to Eric, and Eric's just kind of going over, like, I used to work, you know, for Goodwill. I worked at Walmart, you know, as a manager, all this stuff. And just kind of, like, what – and I decided I couldn't do it anymore, you know. Like, the, and met Colt, and we had, you know, the girls, and the, we had this plan, and we came up with it together. And it was just blew my mind that, like, just – when you finally hit that, I don't want to say wall, but you hit that spot where you're like, I'm jumping. Like when you said, if we're not doing this now, we're not going to do it, you know? Right. And that's what I was like. I want to record those. Like I want to hear those stories. Um, but it's, it's also comes from like sitting in places like this and you, every time you pony up to a bar, you know, you belly up to a bar and you end up bellying up next to somebody you've never met before. And then by like 10 minutes in, you guys are like best friends for life. Right. Like, do you, you guys do you guys watch that form from the other side of the bar yes. sometimes? So, and I'll preface that part by saying, even if you're whispering, bartenders hear everything. <laughs> I I hear everything. I know exactly what's happening with every customer at my bar. I'm not gonna pre- I'm gonna pretend I'm not paying attention, but I I know what's happening in that conversation. So you may think you're whispering, but we hear it all. You're giving away trade secrets. Um, well. There's some that I wish were still secrets. Um, but yeah, I mean, we you hear that, you get the guy that uh, comes in by himself and he wants to really, he wants to try a beer that we have on draft and there might be a group of other people or whatever and to watch them start talking and I mean, we have a few people that have become like really good friends just by coming into our bar and spending time together like Oh, you're also here every Thursday at 4.30. So, hi, I'm Dave. We should 
talk more. So it's pretty cool to see relationships bond and um, see friendships form here. Do you ever um, have that kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess I, I already lost my train of thought, I think. My bad. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of like when you when you see that kind of, oh, no, the stories when you're talking about when you're listening, I guess, is where I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of those conversations that you pick up on are like, like, you know, I told the wife I was working till four or 30. <laughs> so, I, but, you know, I'm off at noon hanging out here. Like, I, I feel like I hear that a ton. Yes. <laughs> I will never. Yeah. We uh, won't I dime had, people out. But. I won't dime people out. But I had that happen once at the old store. Some guy came in in the afternoon, bought beer, and then he came back later with his wife. And I said something <laughs> like, oh, two times in one day. Whoops. And the look from both of them told me that I had royally screwed that up. Oh, shit. And yeah, it. I realized that I need to to out like it's their first time in every time. <laughs> we, we have a couple guys that uh, will come in before they go home, have a pint. That's me. Then <laughs> go home. Yeah. And uh, I just have to make sure that if they come back later with their wife, I'm not like. Oh, good to see you yeah. again. Like when I go, my my thing is always like uh, I'll stop in there and get like, you know, I'll get a five ounce or something real quick because I, you know, like Hot Butcher maybe released something that day. Right. I'm on my way home. They just posted it at three. It's four o'clock. I'm running in there. I'm gonna get my four pack, and yep. then I'll, I'll, I get up to the bar to buy my four pack, and then I end up staring at that board, and I'm like. I should probably have, you know, at least a five ounce of something, you know. And then another five ounce. Yeah, right. And then I see somebody that I knew or like just met exactly. somebody that just starts talking. And now, especially with the podcast now, you know, people, sometimes I get people that are like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And then I want to talk to them for an hour, you know. Right. And then I go home like, oh, I just had to real, stop real quick. <laughs> Traffic was pretty bad on the way. 55 right. was a nightmare. Like, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that happens pretty regularly. I figured. Uh, but Well, er- Eric over at Iron and Glass had the same thing with me the one day. He thought he got me in trouble because I was in there at like noon to get a four-pack, and then I just left. And uh, my wife went in there after work because uh, she brought a bunch of girls that, they, that she's a teacher. So okay. she brought like girls, you know, end of, end of the school year, we're all having a good time. Right. You know? So they, she brings him in there to get, she was grabbing a couple of bottles of French toast, and he's like, oh, yeah, Joe was in here earlier buying uh, St. Laurent or something. And Whoops. he's like, I don't know if I got you in trouble, but I thought about it afterwards. I was like, nope, I told her. Thank God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank God. Uh-huh. I was like, yep, I'm going there at noon. So I will tell you, you, you only screw that up once because then you do become sensitive to it. And I mean, men, just be honest with your wives. That's the best policy. It's the way to do it now. And don't make us culpable in your lies. Yeah, don't bring us into your bullshit. Yeah, I don't want to have to lie to your wife for you. I'm not about that. <laughs> it's going to be so weird. It's going to be such a weird situation to have to be put in. Like, oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what do you what do you do now? I mean, what, what's next? Like, how do you expound on what you're doing right now? I mean, I know you're talking about having more time to innovate and do some more right. things and get, get some stuff done. Like, what's on the docket now? So... We forecast a year out. We say, okay, here's what we want sales to be at. Here's where we think we can get it to. Um, And I don't think this shop is fully at its capacity yet. So I am trying to focus on making sure this is running at 100%. And I mean, like 
it's awesome to see that we've blown through every number that we've ever dreamed of. But that just shows me that there's more work that we can do here. Never enough, right? Right. Well, when you, I, when I was pouring your beer, I heard you talking into the mic about feeling bad that you didn't know about neck beer day. We have been in Glen Ellen five years. We still get people that live within three miles of here. Wander in. They wander in and like, dude, I never knew this existed. And my, I, I kind of have a snarky response now, like, great. I'm glad you pulled out of the rock that you were living under. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're like, we they're are established. Still, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like we are set, like we are a pillar of the community, but it still hasn't reached. Every, I was at one of the restaurants picking up breakfast. This is probably six months ago at this point. And one of the cashiers at the restaurant was talking to me because he shops here and a guy standing next to me had an Odell shirt on and he goes, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. Have you uh, been over to Beer Cellar to buy your Odell yet? The guy's like, what? And he goes, yeah, this is Dave. He owns the Beer Cellar two blocks from where we're standing at that moment. And the guy's like, no, I never knew that. And that guy's like a really good customer now. So, But it, it, this was like six months ago. So he clearly is a craft beer fan living in the town that we run it. And I never heard of us. So there's still so much work that can be done uh, here. Just, and yeah. I just want to make sure that this store is firing on all cylinders before I start dreaming up anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that has to solidify to you that, that thought process when you encounter a story like that, when you're just like, shit. Because right. you probably get into a zone at some point where you're like, yeah, my hard work has paid off. We're, right. we're established. Right. We're good to go. You get that confidence. You get that good feeling. And then you're standing there waiting to get your pancakes. And you're like, this motherfucker doesn't know. He has we're no here. idea that my store exists two blocks away. And, and he's, he's wearing, wearing an Odell, Odell shirt. <laughs> and yeah, we so sell a serious. ton of Odell. That's wild. Though. So, yeah, I mean, in and our our customer base is always replenishing. Because you get guys that live in the city. They're married. They have their first kid. Their apartment in Lincoln Park is still pretty cool. Now they have the second kid. All right, time to now. do the suburban thing. Yes. So they're, I would guess, somewhere between three and five times a week, you get that guy that's like, hey, we're buying a house or we just bought a house in Glen Ellen. This was my local bottle shop downtown. Great. I know that owner. They're great. I'm so glad you're here and you have this to shop at now. So what yeah, can we, I get uh, you? What can I get you? Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. What do you like to drink there? Welcome home, sweetheart. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Saddle up to You're going to be well taken care of. Yeah. Well, you, you got everything here. I mean, you really do. I mean, what I are you agree. missing? Are you? Are, is there anything you're like, God, I wish I could get my hands on Yes. That. There is who one you, brewery that... Who are you bugging? The, I'm not bugging them yet. Uh, I don't even know who to bug there, and it's very far away. But there is one brewery that the staff and I are unanimous on that we should have in chicago what direction is it west west uh in the state no oh okay go on so if you could pick one california brewery that is not out here that has the complete and total package wild ales ipas russian river no because they don't really do stouts <laughs> oh okay that's a good point and, i mean russia yes obviously we would love them bottle no bottle logic's all monkish? i don't know 
uh, Modern Times. Modern Times, yeah. Okay. Because we, they we do. We talked about them last night. I'm oh, not really? familiar yeah. with them. But well, my my good friend, him and his wife are going to California next week, and he's gotcha. scheduled, he's got bringing the suitcase with the you know with oh yeah yeah to bring stuff back you know. So he's like, what do you want from this this? And he brought up Modern Times. And Beer geeks are keeping Southwest Airlines in business. Oh I mean, everybody crazy, is right? because they're awesome. But dude, when my wife and I go, I'm like, all right, pack all of our clothes in a backpack that we can carry on. And let's bring four suitcases because you get two free check bags. Hell yes. So let's bring four suitcases of beer back. Mm-hmm. Then we had a kid. So now it's like I get one Damn suitcase it. of beer back. Which is fine. I Which guess. is fine. It's plenty of beer. I guess. We have so much good stuff here to we drink really that do. it's like, what am I really going to bring back outside of a modern times, a Russian river, a hill farmstead. But really, I mean, it's we're so blessed here. Because our Chicago breweries are some of the best in the world, but our distribution footprint is hands down the best distribution footprint. We crush it. We kill it. This whole I mean, area is amazing. Dude, yeah. the amount of stuff that people send us uh, from out of state, like we have the best breweries. But yeah, I think Modern Times is the one that if I could add any brewery that but, has the complete, obviously Hill Farmstead would be the number one. God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but that's never going to happen. People would lose their shit. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so wait, is Modern Times actually like potentially could do something like that? Or is that like. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're huge. Uh, their footprints. And they're, to where they they're could. already on the East Coast. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, so okay. you can get, like my buddy lives in Virginia and he sends me cans of their shelf stuff sometimes because. I love their beer. Shit, why not? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they have wheat beer. They can do a lager. They can do an IPA. They can do a hazy IPA. They Their adjunct stout game's on point. Their sour stuff is awesome. So they really do have that complete package. Their branding is absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you saw any when no, you were I'll, talking. Uh, I'll be Googling it. Google it. Uh, just I'll be looking beautiful, at plain, stuff, yeah. very easy on the eyes. Did you start, uh, did you start getting... Uh, Energy City in? Did you bring any of his no, stuff in? No, that guy, um, I think his David David Files. David Files. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Mike. Uh, we were just exchanging some Facebook messages the other day. I've not tried anything from him. I'm a big fan of him as a human um, yeah. and as a brewer as well. I think he does great stuff. I know that uh, he's he's done a little bit of blowing blowing stuff out uh, over at Church Street to kind of give you know give him some more. That's uh, how it increased. Okay. I was wondering just, why it increased so two, fast. I think he did two of the beers. I mean, he's done, I've had just about everything he's done so far, okay. except for the new s'mores one, which I didn't, you know, I was, in, I was in Wisconsin when it came out, so I missed it. But, uh, he, he's a, uh, one of those individuals when you meet him, you're like, yeah, there's something, there's something here. Like he's, yeah. you know, he's got we, something. We were just exchanging Facebook messages over the last week because we don't carry anything that we don't try. Yeah. And I you just should try it. I haven't been able to I try have it. I asked you so. this before I came here and brought you <laughs> a right. can of the, the, the actually one of my run, customers one of my customers just sent me a couple pictures of his beer and he's like, dude, you should carry this beer. And I said, all right, I, I just got to try it. And if it fits what we're trying to do here, then we'll bring it in. But he's a man of uh, principle and very just a good dude. That's and what, yeah. very smart. He's just he's a really intelligent human. That's being. awesome. And, well, his regular job is chemical engineer. He did the podcast a few months oh, very ago. Cool. And awesome. Just one of the most interesting people I've ever talked to. Yeah, he's yeah. out of town this week. So yeah. hopefully we'll carry him in the next couple of weeks. Him and I just haven't had a chance to sit down and talk about direction. And for sure, because that's when we carry breweries here, like we're business partners. So I don't want to just carry the new hot, cool beer for the sake of carrying cool, hot, new beer. 
Like, yeah. I want to make sure that it makes sense for both parties. How are we going to help each other grow? How are we going to move the most spear that we can and get it into the right hands? I feel like you guys would be a hell of a match. Um, he, he Well, his, his releases are great, too, because it's family. It's, it's, his, it's his daughter ringing you up. It's his That's wife, cool. uh, you know, selling you T-shirts. And That's they're awesome. They're just the sweetest people, you know. So, but in, in the beer is great, you know, and he's working like, like we're talking about. What's, is it Mike at Afterthought? Yeah, yeah. Mike, it's, you know, this system, right? You know, most of what he's brewed. I mean, I know I said the exception of the two beers he scaled up all on that same type of system we talked about. Mike, what one? Yeah, and a half Mike's barrel. on a one and a half barrel homebrew yeah. system, essentially. Yep. That's basically what it is. Just that's you know. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've heard good things. I just I got to try it before I bring it in. And yep. I just haven't had a chance so yeah i always wonder like how people are targeting you know like how do you, how do you pick that like is it are you just trying things are you getting word of mouth like so we actually how david and i got hooked up was uh one of our customers and mutual industry friends uh put us on a same facebook message and said hey dave i think uh energy city is gonna be the right fit for you um and he introduced us that way and I've I have a few customers. I mean, we draw quite a broad range of oh, yeah. towns yeah. into this store, so I have quite a few people that live out west that are been yeah. going to his releases, and we've heard about it here and there. So, yeah, we just want to make sure that um, it fits. How about like I've I've been, I had just a little bit at a festival from them, but I've heard down way down south that Little Beaver is really doing some big things, and uh, um, Triptych Triptych is Dude, one that I love. We love trip everybody here is a huge trip fan benjamin i think isn't it? i think it's i always talk Tony. to mike their sales guy yeah i, I think, think it's and he's the owner i think and brewer but they're their shit i just had that banana for scale and I, the heffy it's a heffy and okay it's nice. a dry hopped heffy and it's fucking amazing and then nice. they know their regular stuff the meat the meme uh dank meme dank meme dank meme and then really dank meme so i ran into them I don't remember. Maybe it was great taste or whatever. And I'm like, guys, I know you don't come up to Chicago often, but I love your beer. And like, we got to make it work. Oh, no, it was at microphones. Um, God, I was probably walking right by you. Is that the, what, the whatever? Smells like a beer fest? Or? The one last year. Pal- Pale, Pale Popper. Popper. Pale they Popper. stopped doing that go. one. Okay. But Pale Popper Day. So I met that. And I just bugged that guy for like two months straight. Sent him text messages. Dude, whatever I beer. could do. And uh, we got a 20-case drop last summer. It was gone in like two hours. Yeah. My buddy Mike, I just lucky met the guy that I know that's going to California I was talking about. Mm-hmm. He also, his his fiance sister lives in right by Savoy, Illinois. So, oh, nice. So anytime she comes it's up. It's not far. It's not close, no, I mean, it's, but it's yeah, not it's far. It's a drive, but it's, you know, it's not it's bad. It's probably two hours each way. Champagne, I mean. It's, yeah, know, exactly. It's just not, not, that, not terrible. Um. So, when in this in this kind of uh, slashy world, I, I love that term. I, I, I think like <laughs> I think Josh at Miskatonic was the first one to tell, like, to say tell you that. that. I'm like, what is what he is was here the slashy? other day? Yeah, he's a good dude, Josh we, Mowry. We did their release for Chernabog, their oh, barrel yeah, aged brown yeah. ale with coffee. Like, so how do you how do you kind of in this world like how do you pick? You know, they exactly. You actually played right into what I was looking for. Is like, how do you pick like what type of stuff you're going to do? Events like Miskatonic. Like, is it one reach out to the other? Does it matter? Like, it's just all kind of free flowing, freewheeling. Yeah, um, we have we have our pet breweries that we want to do a release for every 
single cool release they have, like mm-hmm. Half Acre. We throw like them. six Half Acre parties a year. We love them. Um, so yeah, we we have breweries that we love to work with and and try to do as many events with as we can. And then we get like uh, Miskatonic. They we've done probably three or four events with them over the last two years. And when they have cool releases, TJ always reaches out to me. He's like, hey. TJ, that's his name. Yeah. He's, I, he's, he's another awesome. one like Ben. Like, you know, I, I meet some of these reps every once in a while. And they're such good people. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. Fun fact, when I was first getting into beer and really exploring, TJ's brother was a beer buyer at another store. And he helped facilitate me getting into a lot of cool beers. So nice. it's always fun to run into him because we're still buddies and He's at Haymarket now, so it's fun to fun to run into him. And he's like, "Man, it's crazy! You went from beer geek to now to you're running guy. a store, mogul, yeah. mogul, bottle shop, <laughs> not, mogul." Not there yet, <laughs> dude. Hey, yet, yet. That's the key, though, right? Yet. Exactly. I mean, is that is that always in the back of your mind? Like, like you said, make sure this is running at 100. percent Make sure this before I start getting any crazy ideas. But is it always in the back of your mind that like? No, second location like no it always it always changes like can i do more at this location right. can i get can the I building do, next yeah. door and blow can i do it a out? second look it always changes in the back of my head and then i like to refocus and say okay let's get this one going before we start trying to mess with anything think else. five years in you're still getting this one going and right in, in yeah i mean yeah you're you're always tweaking always figuring out making sure you have the right staff the right events i mean Mm-hmm. Events are every events bring people in. So you want to make sure that you're not doing the classic, the event that everybody else is doing. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to be creative and make sure you're doing cool things. So, well, yeah. And, and be the guy that the community wants to support. And, the, and right. that's another thing you kind of, you, you mentioned a couple of times of, of even off mic and then on mic about the, this area and kind of establishing yourself. But let me, that's something I'm always interested in. How was it day one in the 600 square foot space working with Glen Ellen and were they, you know, what did they have kind of like, what you're going to do what here? Yeah. So we don't have a mayor here. We have the village president and it was president Demos at the time. And I, he had heard through the grapevine what I was thinking about doing it. So we finally sat down and met. And literally the first thing he says to me is, I don't drink. And then he launches into his next, and I'm, the whole time I'm like, dude, I'm 29 years old. I have no idea what I'm doing. This guy doesn't drink. So I don't even have a way to like bond with him. And he's like, I love that you're 29 and trying to start a business. The village has your back. Like we're oh. going to do whatever we can to help you get open so we met with the village lawyers, um, the police chief, a couple other city managers, whatnot, um, to develop a brand new liquor license for Glen Ellen. That kind of, at that time, I mean, it wouldn't be fair for me to pay the same amount as the big box store down the road and the jewel for our liquor license when we're 600 square feet. And uh, we do in a year what they do in probably two months. So. So, yeah, we came up with a liquor license. And then when I knew I always wanted to do the tap room, but we didn't have the funding or funds or faith to do it at that moment. Like it made more sense to start where we were starting um, because the biggest piece of advice I got was never give up, give up equity. 
So, but if as an investor, you want equity in a successful business. So we had to start with all the money we had in our pocket and Taproom was not part of that because that wasn't in your pocket. We didn't have that kind of money in our pocket. No, we cashed out all of our savings and built it up. And uh, yeah, so Glen Ellen has been behind us 100%. And Glen Ellen's one of those communities that is super focused on local business. Okay. Like everybody loves coming nice. to town. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't work in every town. Um, like Naperville. Naperville is very focused on chain stores. So we have a couple of businesses here in downtown Glen Ellen that have tried opening their stores in downtown Naperville. Okay. And there's a reason there's an Apple store, a Gap, yeah. uh, all these really awesome chain stores. But Naperville doesn't have that small business. Let's focus on local business. Yeah. Focus on local business business. Yeah. 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 It's got to be, it's, it's always a different story, but for the most part, it's like, it's, it's been positive in this industry with just working with villages. Yeah, I think sometimes absolutely. it starts in confusion. And like you said, I've heard, I've heard multiple stories about whether it be breweries, bottle shops, tap rooms, brew pub, whatever you want to call anything. But, uh, I heard a lot of that story of, we basically had to write our own right. version of this because it just didn't exist. Right. And in some ways, I mean, I don't want to like way overstate it, but you guys are like trailblazing, you know, for down the road in 10 years, if right. this is still yeah. going the way it's, you know, you know, still above water, everything's good to go. Beer's still thriving. It's like the next person that opens a bottle shop is going to be like, I'm using the beer seller model, you know, of right. whatever, whatever that is, uh, anything from licensure to, ta- you know, taxing and stuff that you're talking about. It's yep. insane that the thing that you guys are basically just. Well, I guess we're writing our own, you know. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, right. Um, But yeah, no, because that's what the villages do. So when we were opening our tap room, there wasn't really any, there were a few slashies, but that's what the village did is they went and reviewed their liquor licenses. They're like, oh, well, we want to do the limited pour thing. So please don't do that. That's, That's not the right answer. I'm begging you. We, we don't like drunk people in our bar we're not that kind of bar there's a bar right across the or not across the street but down the block that's the place where you go get hammered and make bad decisions this isn't that place so i begged them i said let me police we haven't had any issues i think we've kicked out maybe three people i was gonna say have you had a a fight yet no fight i've yet to encounter any brewery or bottle shop that we had had we had some gregarious regulars one day that Somebody said something mean to somebody else, and those guys were like, "You want to go outside? Like, come on, relax, relax." An Afro man stepped in. An Afro man beat them all with his snake cane. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you just don't get that. It's, yeah, this this isn't that. the type of environment that fosters that kind of behavior. It's not a community of it either, man. Yeah, so. so we all drink good beer, and yeah, getting drunk is a byproduct of that if you have too much. But yeah, we're not we're not that place where you just go get hammered. So in showing the village that we're that, that's built a lot of trust with them. We're like, okay, you're right. Like you self-police, you have cameras, like we're not, you're not the liability in town that we're worried about. Right. Yeah. I think it just, it just takes some getting used to mentally for that. Right. Absolutely. For them to be like, oh, oh, this is going to really benefit, you know? Yeah. Oh, this brings in quite a bit of tax dollars. We like this. I think even like Mike uh, over at Microphone, I think he had some similar stuff with Elk Grove where it was kind of like, yeah, they did not want to have drunk people running through a, you know, the biggest industrial park on the planet, basically like, I don't get it, you know? And then 
like you said, you start to see, whoa, wait, how much are you? How many are you making? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What's going on? And then you start to become, like you said, like you, you, you ref- referenced the term uh, pillar of the community. Like what, what kind of stuff do you guys like to kind of interact with, with this Glen Ellen area? Um, the restaurants. I mean, we, so I think it was right about the same time that we opened B and Trucha in Geneva opened their second location called Toda Madre. Awesome tacos and cocktails. And then that's led to uh, Maze and Mash opening. You have Fire and Wine that was the pillar before all that. Um, so you have all these really cool restaurants coming in. Then you have the beer cellar come in. So it's a cool spot for people to drink and take beer to go. And then one of my really good friends growing up, he's opening a cocktail bar two blocks down the road. So it paves the way for that. So like Glen Ellen went from this town with mediocre restaurants uh, and like a really cool, charming downtown vibe to now, now you have some really big, heavy hitters. You got some quality. Yeah, know. we have. I mean, there's really no reason to go other towns to eat now. I mean, you have Rue. Root, you could throw a rock from our front door and hit Root. Yeah, me too. We had those breakfast sandwiches earlier, but now it's it's not holding me over. Yeah, it's not holding us over. The steak McMuffin didn't didn't help me that much. Yeah, so you have awesome uh, awesome places in downtown Glen Ellen. Um, I can't wait for the guys at Common Good. That's the cocktail bar to open. Okay. It's the uh, former beverage director of Mott Street. And the former beverage director of Longman and Eagle. So they're opening. Some shit's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've actually done four or five pop-up bars here. Oh, cool. Where we do cocktail night. Oh, that's nice. And you have 200 people roll through on those nights. Now, so. You mentioned something about the cocktail nights. Are you doing another one soon? I think we No, we just did one May 12th ish okay because we were talking about the everclear right before, yeah yeah, yeah. so the guys were making tinctures with everclear and well i was making it for that they sh- they told me how to do it and then they left me the ingredients and i didn't realize that everclear i mean it tears a hole in your esophagus but so that's I, fine i should have assumed That'll that it would also you. do that to my wood bar top but i didn't <laughs> so i'm pouring it and a few drops get on the wood and then a couple drops form around the bottom of the glass and of course I didn't notice it. And I went to wipe down the bar later and realized that those were etched now into my bar. <laughs> like, Whoa, little character. Yeah. Little, yeah. It's a little story to be told at yeah. the bar. That's the whole, but we point. looked for it. We couldn't find the stain. Anymore. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So not, I think it's, it's not popping out. At, yeah. Uh, I think sure. it's kind of, unless I have it covered in. by something. I don't, I don't know. I've got a lot of stuff on your bar top. I was telling you like, you know, that I've been, my whole vision of this podcast when I started it was it was this exactly what we're doing right now, standing at the fucking bar, you know, sitting right. at the bar and telling, you know, uh, with the microphones on the bar top. And I, this is the first out of the 44 episodes I've done where I'm that actually, actually done sitting it. at a bar. And top. the only reason we could do it is because we're not so open. Great. Yet. Yeah. Well, you will be in uh, less than an hour. Uh, this is, yeah, th- this oh, is yeah. a, this is a great industry, and uh, it's providing like I don't know, it's providing you options, man. And like, yeah. like like you're talking about Glen Ellen, the way it's starting to kind of boom a little bit. Right. You have options for food, and you have, I mean, you guys are the beer option, really. There's yeah, a, yeah. Is there a brewery in Glen Ellen proper? Like there, there will be. Oh, how long? <laughs> <laughs> how long? Uh, sorry, guys, at Two Hound Red, I'm gonna not throw you under the bus, but 
They were originally supposed to open in December 2016. And what is it? June 2018? Yeah. They're getting there. Like every week. So we're kind of there. They come have meetings here because we actually have beer that they can drink. You're in the know. So they, they keep us open. They were shooting for July 4th. I think they're shooting for Labor Day now. Okay. But... America, I think it's going to happen. Way. <laughs> um, so no joke, if you went to this window and looked up at the end of the block, that's where they're going to be. Oh, cool. So yes, that's going to yeah, be so that's gonna be for awesome. both of you. For, yeah, because everybody's like, oh, are you worried about having a brewery come in? Isn't it weird how people no. go there instantly? That classic thought of business, I guess, that like competition yeah. thing. People are guess like, what? Oh, God, they're My bottle steal. shop isn't bringing in regular Joes from other towns. It's bringing beer geeks from other towns, but not... I mean, you can go get a six-pack of Alpha King at 10 different places. Yeah. So people are going to come to town to visit this brewery, eat dinner, and then when they want to try some other beer, they can come over here. So they can walk over here. Yeah, they can walk over here. stumble over here if they need to. Exactly. Which is irresponsible, but no. no. Yes, no stumbling. (laughs) Please crawl. No, but that's... Yeah, so I'm really excited. I love that about this industry. I love that about conversations with people like you. You know, it's... Like you have to see past the old business model of, you know, you want it all like this is right. my area, you know, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen, you've seen it all over the place where it's just benefiting each other and the collaboration thing, you know, in the industry, exactly. all that stuff. Like it just, it's, it's just helpful. <laughs> we, uh, we talk about that cause there's another new slashy opening in Downers Grove, Eric's store, Eric Schmidt. It's going to be called uh, orange and brew. Oh, so Eric's a buddy of mine. He's heard been, of this. He's been shopping at my store since day one. Um, awesome guy. Good buddy of mine. Orange and brew. Yeah. He's a huge Illini fan. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> he's really taking it all the way. He is all in. Um, but somebody, so they're opening in downtown Downers Grove, which still is 20 minutes from here. And somebody was like, oh, are you worried? Like another bottle shop is going to be 20 minutes away. And I'm like, you have to pass two Binnies, a Malloy's, and probably 10 grocery stores before you get there. Those are the guys I'm worried about. I'm not worried about another bottle shop 20 minutes away. We're a mile away from a Binnies, a Malloy's, a Jewel, a Mariano's, and probably five 7-Elevens and gas stations. Yeah, I, I drove by the Malloy's when I was like, oh, yeah, there's, there's stuff. There's They're stuff still there. there. And the, They're obviously still there. the Binnies is prominent. But uh, you have the same thing. You can look over in Tinley. I mean, you yeah. Got, I mean, there's you got every you got everything from Soundgrower to Hailstorm to uh, 350 uh, right across the street, open bottle, and then right. down, down the road you you got uh, crafted 1979 with uh, uh, Dan. What's and, that? Uh, Dan and Dan, Dan in Denver. They they run the bottle shop now. Uh, crafted 1979, like uh, Mokina. It's a, a bottle it's, shop. It's called like Mokina. I, I, I think it's considered Mokina, but it's okay. Ten minutes drive from Open Bottle. Man, it's right there. Oh, they, I've never heard of them. They've been open for months. Okay, you know, so cool. many months. Good guys over there. Good dudes. Nice, um, nice fellows, and they get some pretty good beer in. But you know, they're just starting out. They're, they're building their they're building their repertoire. But the crazy, crazy to have all that in one area. And there's still and tons open. of meat on the bone <laughs> for everybody to buy beer. Yeah, and you have great bars too in that area. But I'm sure, like this, you're I yeah. Mean, there's a lot around here, and we've cut our little niche and uh yeah so it works out great yeah it's it's and well i mean your guys' spot is 
Like, have you had a lot of people come to you over the five years and be like, hey, man, how do I do this? Like, Um, can I I steal some thoughts and secrets from you? I went and sat down with Chris at Beer Temple and asked him a bunch of questions. And then I paid it forward with Pat and Julie at Open Bottle. And that was the last that was the last one that I openly helped in. in. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I get requests all the time. Hey man, can I come in and pick your brain? It's like, I don't want to be rude. I, I, I want more of these bottle shops to exist because we actually care about the beer that we're selling. Whereas the big box stores, they're making all their money on wine and spirits. They don't give a crap about beer. Um, but they hold all the power because they have Backing. maybe 50 yeah. stores around the state that it's ordering a ton of beer. So they get to dictate the beer market here. Um, So I'd love for more stores like mine to exist because it takes money out of the big boys pockets. Um, Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, exactly. So, but I just, I don't have time or energy to help somebody build their business plan. And yeah. Yeah. So the last like five or six that have come to me, I'm like, Hey, I'm not the right guy for this. I, so I you're don't saying have, you're a terrible person. I'm, yeah, I, okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> like. I got a kid at home. I don't have time to sit and you're spend. Like, hey, I already paid it forward. All right. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. I paid mine. Somebody forward. else will pay it forward for you. <laughs> go, go talk to Iron and Glass. Yeah, good dudes, and I'm sure they'll help. Uh, Eric, and, <laughs> Eric and Colt, very helpful folks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I've helped. I I don't have time to do that anymore. Is there uh is is there like dirty politics in the background of of uh, the industry when it comes? I mean, you, we talked a little bit about the big box stuff. Like, is there stuff that like is maddening to you, or is it like it's not that bad? It's just you know, we like what we're doing. They like they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, I don't see the politics so much on my side. I'm small. I've made it very clear to every distributor that, dude, I'm by the book it's not worth losing my ability to provide an income for my family to cut corners or take deals or do whatever. And they know that I'll blow the whistle. So nobody's ever approached me asking me to be part of dirty politics. You hear about it, but like, what would be an example of something like that? Like not a specific company or anything. Uh, like, a distributor an- might pay for somebody's walk-in cooler or help pay for a draft system. And, and to, to benefit from you just ordering more beer from them. Well, so one of those deals might be, hey, we're going to help you pay for this. Uh, we ask that you give us two permanent tap handles. Okay. But those and days, dude, the ILCC is not messing around. So a lot of those backdoor deals these days are, you're hearing about them a lot less because, dude, I mean, like I said, I could lose everything for doing something stupid. It doesn't make sense. Why yeah. would you why would you put your business that you've worked so hard? I mean, I've put so much blood, sweat, tears, hours into this. I'm not gonna let it go for ten, fifteen grand. You yeah, know? Something stupid it's like that. It's so huh? dumb. I just I always wondered. There's you know, every business has that thing that like, you know, yeah, not everybody's I mean, it's, it's not definitely there. To it, you know, on the outside. I'm so know? small. I'm such small potatoes to all those guys. So they're not going to waste their time trying to cut a deal with me. Do you almost prefer to be the small potato, though? Like, I mean, I know you probably have. You go back. It has, it has like, its you know. benefits. Um, you're less on the radar 
for some reason, my store's on the radar with one of the big box stores, and they always cause a stink when I get different beers in, but... What do you mean by that? They cause a stink. Like they'll they're, they're, they'll see a post of something we have and they'll like, call. Why didn't I get that? Yeah, basically? they'll call a brewery and or they got more than I did. Exactly, or, right. that has happened multiple times from a big box store. I'm like, you guys are running like a billion dollar company. You really, you really care about my store, the twelve hundred or eleven hundred square feet counts. Where yeah, yeah, it just so yeah. I I mean. I like flying under the radar. I like being on the radar. My thing and my staff and I, when we first opened the store and it's always easy. And we, we, you and I have talked about social media a lot already today, um, even off air, but for all of us to be on social media all the time, I forgot my thought process here. Oh, but it's easy to look at other stores and be like, Oh, well open bottle got a case of this. And I didn't. And so you call the rep and like, I want this. I used to get it where people would call on me and be like, well, I saw the beer seller got this and I want that and blah, blah, blah. So I decided about a year and a half ago, I I mentioned something like, oh, I saw this store get this. And my staff's like, that's going to eat you up. Don't worry about it. So I kind of retooled and I try not to check anybody else's social media because we're we have our market here. I know what my people are buying. So I just need to make sure that I'm running the best damn store for Glen Ellen. Focus within. Focus within because beer temple, his clients are buying different beer, open bottle. Their clients are buying different beer, uh, iron and glass. They're buying different beer. Yep. So it's like, you got to know what works for your store and you got to put those blinders on because it's really easy to get involved. It's your version of untapped. I mean, it's right, your version exactly. of like stay away from the reviews. Yeah, just like gonna... just don't look and see what those guys are doing because guess what? That beer might not move here. Is uh, is it, Do you feel like uh, you're noticing the change? It seems to be like the, the guys, in, guys like me, beer nerds, gals that come in to places like yours on the regular like, – you notice that they just want different all the time. It's never like, yeah. it's, hard, it's not the guy that comes in and just orders the same thing over and over. And you, those people exist still and they want they do. like a very, you know, they like something similar, but I feel like these rotating and like six barrels and you know, it's, it, it, it moves a little faster and you can have something new on. I mean, we have, we have eight draft lines. We usually go through that one to two times a week. So, you may come in on Monday and then come in on Thursday and every beer is different on Thursday. So you do see, yeah, you see that model. Um, it frustrates the distributors like none other because there's just no consistent. Like I you may. It. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. But it, for us, it works. Um, but for it makes my job harder because I always have to be on the lookout so for updates what's the new one like okay there's this new brewery oh wow well revolution came out with 15 barrel age variants this year what ones are going to be right it wasn't that many but it was like it was like eight it's like okay well i can't give every draft line to that so yeah. what's going to work for us what do we bring in um all these bre- every brewery's coming out with a new beer every week and we can't put them all on all the time it's crazy it's absolutely insane well, it so also it's making lends, sure that we have them have the ones that we think are going to fit it lends to like guys like me where i'm you know 
if if it was so, it was it was more consistent, I would be at. I mean, and not that I don't frequent a lot of the same places. I do. I, I do a lot of repeat stops at places, you know. But when you guys aren't all having the same, you know, series of like drafts on, like I might like Saint Ron or Hot Butcher or something, but you might have done 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 on, and then Iron and Glass has, you know, uh, Blazed Orange, Blaze, or, you know, yeah. whatever. So it's like it encourages me to bounce around a little more right. and kind of spread it. And then you discover things in new places and like, holy shit, you have this beer and they don't have that beer over there. And then right. it's, it's, it's kind of nice to kind of keep you circulating almost. And that's why you can't harp on other people's, what other people are getting because yeah. It, Damn, we just tied that together. Yeah, we really did. Boat, yeah. But we? you just, exi- as a consumer, you just gave the exact <laughs> reason think about it. <laughs> why I don't deal with that. Nailed it. I feel like that's where we should stop then. I mean, we got you got to open up a store in 45 minutes. So uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before? You know, like, what, what is what do you want people to leave with the thought of the beer seller? Maybe, you know, there's going to be people that are like, I don't know that was there. Right. Um, definitely come in for some afterthought. Um, yeah, but what's it? Mike what? What's his name? Thorpe. Mike Thorpe. If, yeah. Just check him out. Like, seriously. I mean, I was blown away. Just when a brilliant dude and passion for saisons and mixed fermentation and oak he's a big oak fan uh his problem is he can't buy barrels fast enough yeah i, I bet so, and everybody wants them I mean, yeah you're competing with every brewery probably and every right exactly and yeah now syrup and you know everything goes in a barrel now you can get coffee every, anything yeah. goes in a barrel but he doesn't right? he's it's literally saisons. That's yeah, it. Right. No, I mean, I mean, I guess it's just people that are looking for barrels. Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah. You, Absolutely. Everybody wants a barrel. wants yeah. a barrel now, you know, like not what you put in it, but just, right. you know, everybody wants a piece of the barrels, you know. Absolutely. You track them down. So, yeah, follow us on Facebook, Beer Cellar Chicago. Um, we try to do at least one event a week. Um, try to run those Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, depending on the week and the brewery schedule. So I think we have... Epic Brewing coming in this week. They got a couple new ones coming out. Uh, Collective Arts, which if you haven't checked them dude, out, they're blowing up, man. They're, dude, they're like everywhere. It, I was up in Wisconsin and Monaqua, and they and had, they have they, them up they there. Had Collective. Uh, oh, that's I, cool. They had uh, the the one you have up front, the Life in the Clouds. Life in the Clouds, yeah. right? And my wife blindly bought a four pack of um, what's the the one they just did? That it was like a milkshake type. Uh, Oh yeah, it was it literally art dude, in the name it too. It poured Whoa. like sludge. It was so good though. I mean, I, she it was, was awesome. She was yeah. so proud of herself. She's like, huh, <laughs> "Look yeah. what I found." Yeah, uh-huh. that beer was great though. I gave a can to my buddy, and he was like, "Dude, this is fucking awesome!" Like yeah. Shannon picked that out herself. I was not a part of that decision. She she found that one. It was last summer when they launched here, and my sales rep brought in eight cans, I think, and we loved seven out of the eight. And then the one that we didn't love, we liked. Pretty cool. That's not normal. You IPA rarely number do. Three, number four, number Yeah, five, that was back like IPA number three. Uh, yeah, so rarely do you get to try eight beers from a brewery and you're in love with seven of them and you liked crazy. the eighth one. So those guys are out in Hamilton, Ontario. Canada. It's crazy. I would never think it. like beer yeah. like that from Canada. I well, mean, they're brewing it in Connecticut at that yeah. facility. They do... I think Lawson's is brewed there oh. and some other stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty Whatever. cool. Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, check us out on social media. We post our events. Um, yeah. We're Super the ex- active. Do you guys do Instagram a lot, too? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I post yeah, I know. to I all three. Yeah. yeah. So, so, are you yeah. the guy? Are you the social media guy? I am. 
solely or did his wife pitch in with that too or is that she all she does if you staff? see like a really good post it's her if you see just a really good post like like thought out mine is just like here's the beer that came in come in and get it which is what we like and hers is Us like oh men, look at this beautiful instagram story about this event we're doing oh also uh we're doing um we came up with a cool idea we have a uh hairstylist she's one of our regulars um i watched her drink 54 ounces of straight jacket and walk out of here Whoa. in like four inch heels without skipping a beat. And she Whoa. is tiny. Like it blew. I mean, we're all just watching her walk out of here. And then she went to dinner down the block and I was like, man, that's amazing. Like I'd be on the floor with oh, that yeah. much straight. Jacket. Done. Done. Um, but she's going to come in and we're doing a beards and beers event for father's day. So she's going to be doing uh, beard trimming just and you get them a, up. just cleaning them up, get them nice for that picture on yeah. Sunday. So we're doing that. We're selling uh, it's a certificate for a time slot and you get a pint of beer and then you get your beard trimmed up. From That's her. wonderful. So yeah, yeah, we just try to do like fun little things. Yeah. Um, Again, events nobody else is doing. Right. I mean, the one thing that I want to bring up that uh, that that she reminds me of this is. We do advent calendars. The beer advent The beer advent. Yeah, right. So we're the only, we were the first ones in Chicago. OG. OG. The best one. Uh, Matt's wife, Matt the Brewer, uh-huh. his wife MC is our go-to graphic designer. Oh, that's cool. And dude, every year she just blows it out. So she, <laughs> so they're due with their first baby in August. That's what I've heard. So she she's already designed our advent calendar for this year, and it's awesome. So we have these beautiful custom boxes made, um, and then she does the artwork, and it's June. So next month, I start sending out emails to breweries saying, here's when we're doing it. Here's the date I need it delivered. Is there anything we can do to make sure that a beer you're really proud of can be in there? So yeah, we uh, it's it's not like, like we're why just why is this asshole emailing me in, in July? July? <laughs> because I don't want to be like some stores use it to move inventory. We order just to be badass. If you, you just want a badass advent calendar, not yeah, just we shelters. we want to make sure that we're giving you the coolest stuff available. Um, so if you want to see something hilarious, come in that week when we order all the advent calendars. We had the we had to shut down the entire back room. It was piled like we had to get ladders to put them up high enough. And we had to shut down the women's bathroom and fill that all the way to the ceiling with all the cases. Whoa. Because we order everything fresh for the advent calendars. Beautiful. So I love it. Yeah. So that. It's uh, the personal touch, man. That's what this industry is being built on right now. Absolutely. Guys like you what, that what when we I can walk do, in are going to be like, hey, Joe, like, you know, what, what can I, what can I Because now you? there's people copying, but they're, they're never going to be as good as well, what we do. It's, yeah, that's, you, sounds like you put a lot of effort and love into, <laughs> into yeah. what goes on there. So, and you, I'm, I imagine your customers take that away from it as well. Like, yeah. I mean, dude, we're going to start seeing emails in the next couple of weeks. Hey, are you going to do the advent? Like, I think last year it was like May when we got our first email. Hey, can I make sure that I'm going to get one? Because we build them all one night. So I have the staff come in and we do an entire assembly line. So cool. And we, we build all of them. So with that, we've decided, I think we did 130 this past year. 
and we've decided that we can't do any more than 130 because you were maxed it fit out. our perfect and we we fit them all up there and all in the middle of the store so we don't have any more space so 130 is where we're at now they sold out in three or four days this year yeah get them while they're hot that's so yeah so that's what we do and then neckbeard day i mean those are coming down the line but i gotta make it a point we start to planning experience neckbeard nectar i gotta yeah. make, it a, make it a point for that absolutely is that your beard that they put on the put yeah on the so we'll do one more last funny story uh calvin from spiteful is either editor or he's involved with lumpen magazine mm-hmm. or uh mash ton journal with it with like ed ed's part of it yeah ed, uh, it's ed's mag- Mars, beer right, related magazine mm-hmm. so they did a feature on me in that a couple years ago and calvin sends me a text and he's like hey man i need a picture of you preferably outdoors for like good lighting to use okay so i'm it's middle of the summer i am pretty intoxicated in my buddy's pool so i sent him a selfie yes. of me in the pool and then i was like wait i probably shouldn't have done that because he's really definitely going to use that picture now <laughs> so sure enough if you still have that issue of mash ton it is me shirtless taking a selfie and the beard is just huge and wet and bushy uh so chris took that picture and literally just traced my beard and that is the majestic. label for Nectar. That is majestic. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I feel like that should have been in the, like during the Neckbeard section. I, I forgot that, about I, it. I hope people make it to two hours into this episode. <laughs> you, you got enough people, I'm sure, that love you. They're going to listen all the way through. So Yeah. Well, dude, thank you for doing this. Man. Absolutely. This awesome. For on a Sunday morning, on. I get to you know, have yeah. Houston Stein and, and uh, Afterthought. Uh, a little OJ in the morning. Yeah, a little something in the morning and breakfast sandwiches and a good conversation. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate it. You got something special here. Um, not that you don't know that already, but really cool. Uh, again, anything else you want, you want to hit before we... Check your dates on your beer when you buy them. Please. Stop buying out of code beer. Please do that. I know it's convenient to buy your beer at a grocery store or a big box store, but check your dates. Yeah. And if you don't check your dates, don't go on untapped and rate it. Exactly. <laughs> don't, don't shit exactly. on it, please. Sh- shop at stores that focus on making sure you're getting the best beer in your glass, either on draft or in package. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave you with that. All right. Well, thank you again. And, right, cheers, uh, and Yeah, cheers to you. And we're out of here. Got to open this damn store up. <laughs>